You are listening to Shoot and Scoop, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Fred of a Nation, Nam, and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our panzers flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at breakthroughassault.co.uk and to shop at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy is planning on buying half a Daventry for his business empire. <laughs> if nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. I'm Eddie Fez Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-host Duncan Dunkel Gelb Gosling. Uh, to the beaches. And Lee Safety Stick Parnell. To the bitches. <laughs> Welcome to episode 23 on the D-Day Brits, your cup of tea. Or gin and tonic, that's what I've got. I've oh, currently a... got a pint of gin and tonic. I'm, quite en- I'm enjoying as my lubrication for my throat this evening. Other, other oh. than your beverage choice, what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> so, we are talking about um, what we've been up to, which is largely going to be your Carava experience. Um, which there were many. We're then going to get do a sort of segue into that with um, what me and Duncan have been doing as part of the talking about D-Day British forces because that's what we've been messing around with we have um, we'll then be answering our listeners questions in our offer, officer answers section and then we'll be looking at events for the next few months that sounds so, yeah. cool so Fez what, how was Carivery? Carivery was Carivery. absolutely amazeballs excellent if I'm, if I'm being honest. Um, you really are trying to get bed early for this taxi living, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. Right, <laughs> that's okay, good. cool. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, next. No, um, I didn't, I purposely didn't blog because I didn't want any extra pressure or distractions from just having a fun weekend gaming with some really great people. Um, and that's pretty much what I got. So um, I was using my late war d-day us shermans my third armored but the the hit on threes version mm-hmm. um so shermans more shermans shermans of 76s shermans of 105s the big 155s long toms m12s which were amazing um my little piper cub because you have to have an aop just because of an aop some p47 thunderbolts my little recce m8 greyhounds with some jeeps um, and then, because Carivery is a bit different, you have, for those who don't know, um, at, posted at Battlefield Hobbies up in Daventry. Um, the the boards all have the terrain set up for the mission. So you turn up to the board, you see the terrain you have, and then you see the mission that you're playing on the board. Um, because of that, Hanny did a f- clever way of figuring out who's attacker defender. Um, if you are basically a tank company, you score two points. It was a point thing for doing, because obviously you can have more than one formation, so it's, it, it gets a bit complicated if you have multiple formations. But basically it was the old tanks attack mech, which mech attack infantry. Um, okay. And if you're the same, you roll off. If you're a mixture, then you kind of added the scores together to kind of figure out what was going on. Um, but it worked really fine on the day. Um but because of that, you could end up in a mission where you had deep reserves with a tank force, if you had two tank forces meeting, which has actually Ooh. happened to me. Yeah. Um, so you're allowed, we allowed a 40-point swap, 
I believe. So, so how, how many points was your army? A hundred. So hundred right. point games. Um, and then you had up to forty points that you could swap over. Um, so for me, I realised that obviously being all tanks, being all armoured, um, I dropped the P forty seven. I dropped the air. I dropped um, one normal Sherman um, and a Stuart. I think I had Stuarts as well. Um, and then I added an armoured rifle platoon to give me some infantry. Oh yeah, to to get up nice and close and personal. Um, which actually worked like a charm in the mission I had that we played deep reserves on um, against the <laughs> Churchill Company, which is poor John Evans, um, is a, a Guildford area gamer um, who I thoroughly ended up straight across because he didn't block a road. I can't remember. There was a lengthways mission where the defender has deep reserves. I think it's breakthrough. No, I don't know. I can't remember. I didn't write it down because I was having too much fun playing games. Um, all I remember is dashing up the road. And being swarming the objectives on turn one, and John being quite disheartened um, by the sheer quantity of half tracks that had just dashed, moved twenty eight inches down the board. Yeah, um, I'll put it. yeah, it was pretty brutal. Um, no, so yeah, it was just that was my force, and it's my army that I'm taking to Reading Warfare, which is the UK. I changed the name of it, Grand. Not grand event. It's essentially, the, the the thing that's replacing the GT. Yeah. Okay. So warfare this year, which is going to be at Ascot Racecourse. Um, no, not Ascot, is it? Is yeah. it Ascot? Newbury. 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 Yeah. Sorry, Newbury Racecourse. Oh. I don't know. I don't do horses. I do cars and bikes. Um, <laughs> Uh, Newby, yeah, is going to be replacing that. So, but it's the list that I'll be taking eventually to there, um, and I did pretty well. Um, I won the first two games. Um, had uh, the 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 one hundred five. Everything, all the weird choice. People were like, "Why have you got one hundred five Shermans? Why have you got um, long toms?" Ended up being awesome at different points in the battle. Oh, the armored mortars Good. as well. I had little armored mortar half tracks, and. Yeah, the 105 Shermans in the first mission. I had the the other guy had reserves on to end. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, Shermans, yeah. but with the whole span of the turrets, so you got a 55 regardless of where he comes. Which I thought was quite cool. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it was just a fantastic, fantastic two days. Uh, everybody pretty much stayed in the same hotel on the Saturday night. Everyone out went out to the curry house across the road, which was a really, really good curry, actually. Um, and we had lots of beers. Everyone was sore, headed the next morning. Um, <laughs> Did it affect your uh, playing capabilities? Um, no, luckily, I was my first game on the second day, um, which my dice was smoking hot the first game, kind yeah. of reasonable poor the second game third game they just the fourth the rest of the tournament I just it was silly stuff like i was bombarding i was ranged in with 155s and then failing to hit like five turns in a row it's crazy Anything. yeah no like uh graham had like three pack uh 40s and load of infantry on an objective you know repeat bombardments with 
155 mor- 155s and the mortars. It took five turns, and eventually the mortars are the thing that killed everything. How nasty. But... They're cheap as well, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they're really good. But they're just, you wouldn't, you know, I just couldn't hit anything. Just dice. Even with the dice tower, even with all that kind of, you know, balancing stuff out. Um, but highlight of the weekend, uh, the 155 Sherman obliterating an infantry platoon in bombardment. That was pretty nice. Uh, the first game, the P-47s came in um, in the first in the first round and killed seven six stands of dug-in veteran infantry with their cannons. Right, which, which is where all my luck went for the entire weekend, I think. Um, well, yeah, that'll yeah. yeah. <laughs> offset statistic curve right there. Yeah. But the best bit was uh, my 155 long toms managed to get a uh, tiger kill with direct fire. Which is what you were hoping for, wasn't it? That was one of the things they were yeah. sort of lurking the list for. It does. Yeah. It scares the crap out of people when they blitz all. <laughs> They blitzed, they blitzed through a wood. One of them failed to cross-check, and the other one just nailed a tiger straight away. Because um, at that point, there was only two left, because they'd been nebbed. Which, yeah, it was unfortunate. But hey, no, it was a really good weekend. Um, can't wait for the next one. Hopefully, you guys can make it make it as well. Yeah. Um, just a fantastic weekend. And uh, the best bit about Carivery is uh, John Evans, who got a thorough drumming, really, just with in, in my game two, I think. Um, he actually got best sport, which oh, at rivalry you get the biggest prize. He got a, a American starter set, like the big... Excellent. Yeah, I got that one, yeah. The D-Day yeah. one. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, no, it's good. Great weekend. Um, lots of fun going on. Couple of couple of interesting rules interpretations as there always are from people who are trying to get back into the game. Um, I think the funniest one was the Panzerfaust, where somebody thought that you rolled all your dice to hit an assault and then decided that one of them was the Panzerfaust after you'd hit. <laughs> which everyone kind of went, uh, no. That would make him really good. Yeah, that's not how it. I wish that's how it worked. That's not how. Yeah. Um, but no, other than that, it was it was a, a fantastic weekend. Well, based on your experiences, I may or may not currently be watching an old box of M12. Uh, yeah, oh, long dude, on if, eBay. It's the old, if it's the old box, get it, because yeah. they, they have the crew holding the shell models. Yeah, and it's got a loader and a, a staff team that I was going to use as an objective marker. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's cool. I mean, the resin may not be as good as the one I've... the new ones. It's Slightly off tangent, but they're tw- it's 20 quid. Do it. Seriously. Do it. Do it. Um, luckily, so I also spent the whole weekend in this hobby shop and I only bought um, some Cromwells, which oh. I immediately made up for by selling some T34 Egyptians to dunk. Yeah. So I have not, I didn't break my safe, my pledge. I'm good. It, it, it's all working to plan. It's all working to plan. Yeah. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. Move Nothing on. to see, yeah. Just move along, boys. It didn't work. It's the second second month of the year and it's working out for you so far. So, so. It is. Yeah, it has helped. Yeah, there's been a couple of things where I've just found my old ways of just being like, oh, maybe if I do that. But then I try to think of what would I sell. And yeah. I, no, I need that for that. I need that for this. No, damn it. Oh, okay, I won't then. Um, well, it's actually actually had... working. It is working, yeah. I have bought a lot of spray paint 
and figure cases. Because <laughs> they don't count. Because they don't He's some sort of hobby offset. So. <laughs> yeah, but then it, you know, it's, all stuff, it's all stuff that I need. Yeah. I've got some really useful boxes with some storage that I've made up from foam card and because I'm actually building stuff now, I'm like, crap, I need this this stuff is a lot bigger than it is in a sealed box. I've got to track them down. Someone was actually doing uh foam trays for the leader your really useful boxes for yes. Flames of War. And it allows you to stack two layers in a really useful box. They were at Warfare, not last year, but the year before. Yeah, I can't think do you I don't remember who, what they called. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can track them down because I thought that was a really good idea, especially for infantry. They weren't especially cheap, though. Uh, yeah, but it doubles my storage, especially and especially for um, infantry stands. Yeah, but if you wait for the, the Fezzerama blog post about how I've made the foam board inserts that were super cheap, that doubles your storage. Mm, okay. Thing. And all you need is a hot glue gun, some foam board, and a craft knife. Oh, I don't have any of those things. Well, how do you not have a hot glue gun? I don't have a hot glue gun because I'm not. I'm not on Blue Peter. Have you not got your your Blue Peter badge? No. I can I can lend you my glue gun. Is that a euphemism? I'll lend you one of mine. If it is, I don't want it. It's the one I stole from James Workshop Guildford. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you mean borrowed, borrowed. This has been recorded. Isn't there like a, a liability term thing? That was like ten years ago. I'm fine. I'm sure. <laughs> the GW yeah. just come crawling in through. Where <laughs> you, you've met litigious uh, <laughs> games workshop, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, in summation, Crivery, fantastic as always. Some amazing boards. Some awesome people. Um, and it was just funny, you know. Holmes was obviously dead. You know, that's why we had 40-odd people playing a tournament. Wait, and it was more of an event than a tournament. I know there was prizes and everything, but the way that they run it with the swap out and everything, it's quite nice, isn't it? Oh, you get, yeah, you get to play. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God, the best thing. I'm kind of gutted I didn't get on it, simply because it was it would have got me some miniatures without me breaking my, my pledge, was they had the Armoured Fury mission, right, as one of the boards. Okay. Yeah. And then if you won throughout the course of the weekend, if you played on that board and you won the mission, you won a box of Fury. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, is that the weird little... Um... The, the, the little starter set that has like a tiger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you won, you won one of those, which I thought was, huh. was a really cool thing. Um, that is cool. Yeah, but no, I didn't get, I didn't get, to, didn't get to play on that board. Oh. Sob, sob. Ooh. Yeah. So definitely next year, February, Carivery, Curry, weekend. You know, in Daventry, Daventry, not Coventry, right? Daventry, in the yeah. So up the M1, took me two and a bit hours from the south coast, which was you know, it's fine actually. It's good, good little poodle up there. Driving back was a bit of a nightmare just because of storm. Not Dennis, the one before that. Oh, uh, Kyra, Kira. Kira, yeah, there's a flipped over truck on the M1, Ooh. which was a bit, bit, bit perky. Um, but yeah, no, cool. That was crazy. So, any changes you're making to your force going to the next tournament? Or Do you know what? It's the first time I've come away and thought, actually, no, I don't. 
Uh, however, that is obviously because I had the option to put the infantry in or drop them out. Yeah, that's because you had to face uh, the prospect yeah. of um, a deep reserve, which is yeah. under most most points where you have the sort of battle stances, that's not going to happen, is it? Exactly. So, no, I'm happy. I'm happy with the list and it, it worked pretty well. I made a couple of mistakes. Um, you know, shouldn't... Should, yeah, I keep saying it, but American Shermans are like sharks. Never stop moving. Mm-hmm. Always keep yeah, going. There's one point where I pulled my 76s back in a battle against um, some Brit Shermans with fireflies. Try and keep them alive. But in reality, if I'd moved forward, I would have been on the objective of a turn earlier and therefore could have won that game. Um, and in the same game, actually, if you're ever trying to feed a platoon onto an objective to keep the game alive which obviously is riskier now in version 4, but yeah, I did it with one and the other guys. I tried to blitz and then tactical move. I don't know why I should have just tactical moved and then followed me because at least then one of the guys would have been on the base. Yeah, you know, that, that was just a silly not thinking about what I was doing and the orders and the way they worked kind of thing. Hey, that's why, you, that's why you're sticking with this army, just to learn all the nuances, aren't you? So. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's a good thing for the whole... Of Flames of War in general, don't forget, follow me is way more powerful than Blitz if, you, if you're not planning on shooting. Um, yeah. well, it does depend, doesn't it? Because it depends yeah. on whether, like with my Germans, it's usually better to Blitz than it is to follow oh, me. And, and Panzer, Panzerfaust infantry are insane. What, everyone with a Panzerfaust? No, just, just the fact that you can have a platoon, a massive platoon of beach defenders, and just... Oh, yeah. Just move around, stand out in the open that you don't really care about, but you didn't just shut down the turn of movement because you can't dash anymore. Hmm. You know, and, and it was it was just it was masterfully done. It was um, I think it was Lee Pierre, the 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 French guy of his beach defenders. That by all rights, I did everything I could, but my dice wouldn't. I ranged in on all of his flak eighty eight nests. I couldn't yeah. just hit them. You know. Um, but his defense, the way he used the infantry was just masterful. You know, he had them in a house and then they would walk out like one or two stands to get the two inch bubble to, to lock down my movement, which meant I had to go around the side into his fields of fire. Um, then he bailed a load of tanks and then I was, I was about half, I was about, about half a centimeter away from that one stand assaulting and capturing a whole platoon of Shermans. Jeez. It was it was nuts. Yeah, it was just like yeah, oh there's one platoon of one stand of infantry in the open and I've got five tanks and then bang, 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 boom, 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 shoot this, shoot that. I was like, oh, oh wait a minute. Now they're all bailed out and there's no defensive fire and there's one stand that could assault and capture the entire platoon on their own. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but I was, I was about five five millimetres away from that happening, luckily. But running, the way he just went, okay, I'm going to put this guy here, because you know, it's one stand, but yeah. because the fans of Faust now could be any stand, you know, you can move it out, take the shot, Yeah. but you then lock down the whole movement phase until I get a chance to shoot and clear him off, even though he's standing in the open. Yeah, screwing this Panzerfaust. You know, yeah, it's 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 really, really something to look into about how to be aggressive. 
Um, later on that uh, later on that game, about two rounds later, I did just rain. I got bored of trying to kill the flak nest and decided to get a platoon. Um, so I, I time on targeted the 105s onto the house that had eight stands of infantry in and killed all but one. <laughs> <laughs> that was glorious. <laughs> uh, I have to say it's a bit of a spoiler from like what Lee and I were playing, but the, the beach defender formation, just the really, like even if you just take the bog standard small yeah. version, they are a right pain yeah. for your opponent. Oh, oh, the other thing, um, the other mistake I made in game one, uh, so aeroplanes do not count danger close for their own bombardment. Well, correct. Otherwise, wouldn't they be able to use them? Right. But they do for other bombardments. Yeah. Right. So I had at one. So I had. Oh, I, had, I see. Okay. I see what you're yeah. Right. So when you have the AOP and air support, you've got to be really careful. You don't block yourself. Because you only have the AOP technically isn't calling its own bombardment; it's spotting. Yeah, which is yeah. why it has a twelve-inch range, so it doesn't danger close itself. But where you put it, then impacts where you put your P47s. Because yeah, then you also saying. have you cannot allocate airplane shooting hits to a target within to eight inches. Six inches again, because even with the even with the cannon, the aircraft cannon, they have a danger close rule as well. Essentially, aircraft cannons. Yeah, yeah. Do they? Okay, hits from an aeroplane to a team. Wish I had my rule book in front of me. Within a distance of a friendly team. Okay. Which which the AOP counts as. So you got to get really coordinate your um, aircraft. Yeah, yeah, you can't because the first time I went, oh, I put this here, I put this there, and then we realised that I couldn't quite do that. We had to shuffle some things around, um, just because I, I was like, oh no, airplanes don't count for danger close. It was like, oh no, they do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that oh, was unless you glad me yourself on it. Yeah, the big bopper. Yeah. Yeah. Out. So, Team Yankee then, which yeah, so, playing games. <laughs> whilst mostly, yeah, we I've been playing um, Duncan's. We get onto with um, the Brits and Crayfish Panther. I did get one Team Yankee game in versus Dylan, um, one of my regulars down in Brighton. So he had, um, got I think now, a Iraqi force. Yeah, Iraqi. So Iraqi, so it's a bit of a, a technically by rule, Team Yankee, it's a blue on blue game, but yeah. Okay. Um, but I was playing my <laughs> playing my Brits, yeah, because the weirdness of his time frame. Um, playing my Brits, um, fifty points. So I had my little armored um, CVRT squadron, and it was quite a fun little game because he had lots of t- he had about ten T72s and seven BMP1s, all of which can hurt me quite convincingly. Plus four shulkers, which again, against the CVRT, will quite convincingly hurt it. Um, whereas I had, like, say, a full, almost like a full squadron. So I had um, a mix of scorpions and scimitars, about 12 of those, plus um, two um, Spartan blowpipes, and then three chieftains and four strikers and infantry platoon. 
The big thing he had was a pair of Heinz. I was really, really keen Ooh, to shut yeah. those guys down. Because otherwise, all I'm lying on is 762. Because um, unfortunately, the scimitars don't have anti-helicopter. Which is, um, no, they don't, no. One of the weirdest because warriors do. But, um, but So I put my blowpipes on the table. Didn't have them in reserve. Um, I put them as far back as I could. Yeah, 48 inches will still cover quite a lot of a 6x4 table. And annoyingly, in the first turn, you managed to manoeuvre and get a long-range shot on the teams. And obviously, 125mm versus aluminium armour is only going to go one way. Yeah. And um, suddenly, I was testing each turn for my little for my surviving blowpipe. And bless him, he made he made that roll three times. I and mean, then the turn the helicopters arrived just before he ran. Oh, um, and then after that, it, the game really sort of turned because the helicopters just, they managed, over the course of three, two turns, they ate the chieftains. But it's interesting because they didn't, I think they killed one chieftain, but they bailed the other two. And I got oh. away with it once, and the next turn I didn't, and they uh, they ran. Blimey. And then after that, I was just really trying to get on the objective, kill the, kill the hails, hold the objective, um, and hope his helicopters missed, and they didn't. And so I just basically died. It was, it was a good game, but it just shows me I have to be really careful. If I want to keep the blowpipes for taking down helicopters, I have to be really carefully sighted. Because, yeah. I mean, didn't do exactly the right thing. Knowing for Hines would be such an asset to his force, he yeah. basically did you know, suppression the air defences and made sure yeah. his ground assets took out Mantier. Before committing. Mm. Yeah. Were they were the hinds as nasty as you thought they were going to be? Because I've not actually fought against um, them or with them. I mean, they're, they're nasty as hinds ever are. Um, yeah. You're really hoping he misses. Your four plus veterancy saves you, and yeah, you know, it's a fifty-fifty chance there. He's throwing enough dice that it's going to help you. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I mean, it's only two helicopters, but in fifty a fifty-point game, it's enough to just really sort of make a mess. Yeah. Especially yeah. most people aren't bringing anti-air in a fifty-point game. No, I don't think you can. I think you're lucky with the Brits that you managed to squeeze any in, I guess. Well, yeah, thankfully the blowpipes are relatively cheap to get a two-unit two in. Yeah. Can the blowpipes, like, are the blowpipes dual-purpose, or are they just single? Yeah, they, they, they have like a, they can fire a single shot um, to a range of 32 inches against tanks. Oh, that's something, at least. Yeah, it's, it's not a massive tank value, but um, it's yeah, better than nothing. Yeah, better than the wasted points when you turn up with you know, something they can't do anything. Yeah, it's not quite yeah, as good dual use as a Gepard or something like that, where you can like you know rock up and just shred BMPs and stuff. <laughs> hey, yeah, perhaps that's what, no, that's what we got marksman for, right? <laughs> steady, steady. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good game. Um, I'm playing Simon this week. Though by the time I get this podcast, that probably being gone. But um, playing his Iranians, which being quite interesting game. All right, yeah, that'd be cool. So Chief, is that cheap oh, and chief in action? Yeah, I know. I was say, yeah. <laughs> Nor you pay extra for that kind of action, Cotton. Blimey. Well, that that will be interesting because the Iranians get. Oh no, it's the Iraqis get the weird and wacky stuff, don't they? They get all the French kit and stuff, don't they? Yeah, the Iranians get an interesting mix of like Western East in terms of its kits, but yeah, the Iraqis get the really eclectic stuff. Yeah. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I'll sort of put back on that hopefully on the next podcast how that went. Cool. But the main event. So 
So, dun, dun, dun. so when we got the PDF for the Brit book, obviously, one of the priorities was to get my Paris at the cabinet. I know, um, obviously, who, who did Paris face in the first three hours of D-Day? But obviously, 21st, Panzer. Yep. Yeah. So it's a good excuse for um, Duncan to get his stuff out. Yeah. No, it, it, was, it was good to get them back on the table, to be honest. Yeah, so we played two games. Yeah, two hundred point games, wasn't it? We did, yes. Yeah, they're both two hundred points. points. Yeah. Because yeah. the first game I played, because I didn't have enough time to get everything out of the cabinet, so it was a bit of um, an eclectic mix of units. So it was basically two platoons of um, air landing infantry, all with um, extra PX, all with extra gammon bombs. Um, sorry, all gammon bombs, probably extra gammon bombs. I then had a platoon of six pounders, platoon of mortars, I think, and then a platoon of Shermans with Firefly, and a platoon of Centaurs. So that gave me a bit of mobile artillery. And you were fa- you were using your pure twenty first Panzer Force for that first game, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I had the um, the Panzers in that one, um, so it was yeah. It was essentially a mobile response. It was like the them trying to take back the... We based it around the bridge, didn't we? Yeah. We trying to force the Paris back off the, the landing zones. Yeah. And like, we were trying to expand our bridgehead with the forces we've had over the past few days. Yeah. So that's quite a good little combination yeah. of... like a, Almost like a scenario game. We're quite sensible where we put objectives. Yeah. So they were all... Um, where were they? Oh, they were on uh, road ends, weren't they, on that one? Yeah, I think so. I think. How it worked out for being like, like what would be sensible objectives for the breakout and break-in kind of things. And yeah, yeah. so it's, it's an interesting game. So, I mean, one of the big things with the Paris is they're not terribly different when you get down to how they used to play in terms of version 3. They still hit on 3s. They still hit on 4s. They still, like, you know, can, like, give tanks cause of concern with all their um, piots and gammon bombs. Yeah. Um, they move fast as well. They've yeah. they probably move faster now. Um, well, yeah, because yeah, I've got, I've got, like everyone else got the whole eight-inch um, tactical move, haven't they? Yeah. So well, I was, yeah, and the and you following me as well a lot of the time. So you were yes, launching so, twelve. That's quite true. So paras do have, like um, are not true veterans; they're trained, but obviously you're still fearless. That makes a um, following me move much more reliable. And like, frankly, for assault stormtroop infantry like Paras, that's what you need. I'm yeah. still hitting you on freeze. I'm still running right at you. Come at it. Um, so yeah, I would. They're, like, uh, they're still hit on fours, right? Yeah, you're still veteran. You're still cautious, which is like I say was what we're saying about. You know, we're not on a two. We're not on this two stack game of just being cautious veteran. Um, veteran, fearless veteran. We're now, fearless, trained but cautious. Okay, so literally, the you know, your, your version three veteran only takes skill tests on a four, not a three. Basically. Yeah, but the, the, the important one coming. in the soul is still hitting the threes. Yeah, and it was good. I mean, admittedly, I got a little bit too aggressive, and my um my para platoon got isolated and torn apart by his um half tracks. But the other, <laughs> other platoon on the other flank, supported by the centaurs, did much better. Yeah, they were. They were surprisingly horrible. Yeah. I quite, I think, sorry, just going back to the, the skill thing. Does that... Yeah. That kind of adds a little extra of... 
correct me if I'm wrong, right? Historical act. Historical. Sorry, I think you lost the head. The same. In, oh, sorry. Uh, think about historical accuracy. Your, your paras wouldn't have had the same level of entrenching equipment as your regular line infantry. Uh, obviously, they're carrying standard trenching tools. So. Oh, okay. They were, they were issued. Yeah. I was just trying to think. Like, first thing to go if you have to jump out of an airplane is this great big massive mattock and yeah. shovel head. But yeah, hey, that's <laughs> what you've got needs for, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they probably haven't like say the, the like um, the full size ones that some of the motor guys carry stuff down their back backpack and that kind of thing. Yeah, but they have got entrenching tools. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a fun game. Um, like I say, the centaurs eventually won it for me by basically assaulting Maybe. the last remains of his platoon, losing one to the panzer to find the last panzerfaust shot, and um, <laughs> but then getting his twenty first panzer off the objective. Well, there's some quirky things, wasn't there? Like, um, apparently, a unit half track is a death trap to anyone being transported in it. Yeah. Um, so, over the course of two games, over the course of two games, they made one infantry save to get out of a burning half track. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not a rule thing. It's not a rule thing. It's just a, a Duncan's Dice thing. But so far, every oh, time okay. I've been on the yeah. half track, the infantry have not got out. They've just put no. it They've just died. Died well, inside. In that in that particular game, I think I lost five half tracks. So there was yeah. there was two lonely infantry stands wandering around going, Whoa. Oh dear. What's happened? Yes. Yeah, it was pretty horrible. You got in the range of the six pounders and the six pounders just opened up because yeah. six pounders are still as nasty as ever. <laughs> oh yeah, they just, well, they, just, getting... they would the half track inside out. At that point you're better off being infantry. Well, well, I... Well, I was getting desperate. I wouldn't say you... Because you've got a hit, you've got a firepower test, and then yeah. you have to take a save. Correct. So, okay, yeah, you're doubling, You're technically doubling your hit because each destroyed half-track hits two infantry stands. Well, no, it's only one. 21st pa- the, the unit ones only carry one, one stand each. each. Oh, dude, you're yeah. way off better in your trucks until you get assaulted. That's bad. Well, you are and you are because they're also a lot slower. They're the same speed as a walking man. So unless you're actually <laughs> running around, um, they've... <laughs> which is, is something I hadn't quite appreciated until I tried to do it. And I went, oh, oh my God, I'm going to have to dash here because I can't physically get from behind this wood to this wood without doing that. In fact, I think I needed to blitz, blitz and then dash, something like that. And then take yeah, off ridiculous. Deck, whereas you'd be better off just running. Yeah. But there we go. We we live and learn. We live and learn. Uh, yeah, it was um, it was that was the first game. The second game was um, I included the, the beach um, defenders platoon. So it's a short one. Well, no, it's the beach defenders platoon with Panzerfaust on everyone, and then the mortars. And I think yeah, it came in at just over twenty five points, which is amazing. And I dropped the Panzers for that one. Um, so I had a platoon of four Panzer fours. And I dropped them and then just had um, the self-propelled uh, pack 40s instead. Yeah. So just yeah. just to change it up a bit. Well, I went for um, a, a pure para force. I didn't have the tanks. I literally had um, all four platoons of air landing infantry, two platoons of six-pounders, um, four machine gun platoon, a full mortar platoon. And um, we, I, you chose to defend. I chose to attack. Got... Uh, night we got um, no retreat 
Yeah. So I chose Night Attack at that point. Because I've never done a Night Attack oh. before. That was quite interesting. I've never done one either. I've never been involved in a game where the Night Attacks happened. Mm. Not in version 4, at least I haven't, no. So um, that was interesting because all of a sudden it did slow me down a lot. My six pounders were really crawling along trying to get into the fight. Yeah. Um, the infantry were doing well. And, you had, and then you, like, say, did that master stroke arranging in on the field ahead of me, knowing I had to go through it to get to you. And so, well, <laughs> yeah, well I actually sure. went through it. Of course, it's a repeat fire. I had to re-roll saves. And that one platoon got bludgeoned by it. Oh, it was um, Ryan, the Ryan yeah, whatever. It was a Ryan Werfer mortars as well. So yeah. it was the big pipe plate. That I was that. that. I, I, I mean, last year I did that to a, a, a building or a city fight board. Mm-hmm. And he had to, he basically he ran through there, he could flank my town. You're flanked out, yeah. It was a city man. You just you just stopped and stood outside looking at it, going, "Do I really want to?" <laughs> yeah, because I said I can't go around it. I've got to go through it and just hope my four plus to hit saves me. And yeah. it, it obviously mitigated it, but obviously you're still being you, now. Everyone in that template is getting hit, and that is like two or three platoons getting hit by that, by that marker. Yeah, it's pretty savage. Yeah, that's it. I managed to get onto the ejective. Unfortunately, your half tracks arrived and they just hosed that what remained of the platoon on the ejective. Yeah, um, that... but it was well, a tough get... game. It was. They get four dice each, don't they? So the the unique half tracks pootled round and they just arrived in time. Yeah. Um, to start because there was a, a beach defender. I think it was a mortar platoon mm-hmm. that was actually defending it in the end. And it was just yeah, it was getting its um, face stomped by some. Uh, hefty paratroopers. Yeah, and what really hurt me was my six pounders weren't on that flank. They were too far away to influence when the half tracks appeared. Which is um... yeah, because you were talking afterwards about um, uh, using some jeeps. Yeah, to, to, so they could move. Yeah, move up quicker. And like I say, swapping out the pack uh, mortars for pack howitzers. Because what you found yeah. was, as I got to you, my mortars ran out of range effectively. Oh no! Whereas, whereas the pack howitzers, with a, with a, because you're on no retreat, and we we're playing on an eight by four table, there's a lot of depth there. Yeah. And the mortars were placed quite far forward, but that forty inch range runs out sooner or later. Um, and I think the pack howitzers would have just kept that fire going if it was just four guns, rather than six mortars. Right. It was good. It was a good game. I really enjoyed both those games. I think yeah, they it, did feel yeah, right as well. I came into the Brit book slightly concerned about what was going on with like the stats. And actually, I think those two games really settled my mind on it. Because actually, I found actually the Paris still pretty much work like they used to, except for I, I cover ground a lot quicker without doubling. Um, and the bits that matter to the Paris, hitting the assault and being hit in return, are still the same. So, um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't need to worry about blitz and scoot. But uh, funny enough, the two times I had to dig in, I actually fell for the dig in roll because I rolled, four, I rolled a three when I was like, okay. So maybe that would have been slightly different. <laughs> but yeah, so I, it's, yeah, it was interesting. I, I definitely found them quite scary. Um, just the speed at which they're coming at you. And you know that when they do get there, they're going to, you know, stuff's going to die. Yeah. And um, with, even in that second game where you had four platoons, that that's you know they're not um, with the, all the gammon bombs and and piets and stuff. You can't even you know get too close with any armored vehicles. So yeah, I, 
I didn't use a single gammon card over the two games, yet the deterrent effect of it was enough to really stop you from getting your tanks anywhere near anything with Denison Swap. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. That might be a thing that I end up doing with the... So it is a potentially a tactic for forcing an early assault with tanks in the suboptimal thing to try to get the opponent to burn the gammon bomb card. Possibly. I mean, obviously, I had two Piats, so if I felt I could get away with it, I could just rely yeah. on the Piats to. Piats and um, no, grenades and just hope for the best. Yeah. But yeah, the, the you, other thing I. You could tease it oh, out. I was say, the other thing I had was four pack 40s, uh, sorry, six pack 40s that basically didn't do anything all game. So I had th- uh, three or four self propelled ones mm-hmm. and then three static ones. And because everything's infantry, you're like, well. Maybe, maybe I'll just yeah. yeah or or and of course with the night fighting everything dropped dramatically so I couldn't really use their distance either so I, I there's definitely there's definitely a list in there I think they're the all infantry is potentially quite scary yeah yes I just need to tweak what I'd use to support them so I'd say maybe pack out seven mortars or or both um I just don't think I want to drop <laughs> I mean, I had two platoons of six pounders. And I just don't think I want to quite drop to one platoon of six pounders and have, like I said, the extra artillery unit. Just yeah, no, load of tigers. Yeah, I think I'll play a few more games and, like I say, play like a, a width-ways game rather than a long-ways game to see see how it goes. Because when the six pounders were hitting stuff, they were. Because obviously, six pounders now in the British, not just the airborne ones, but all the six pounders are now anti-tank eleven, and they have HE. Yes. Oh. So they, yeah. So they've actually become a lot more versatile and a lot harder hitting. <laughs> yeah. The and even the the machine guns you had the the two machine guns in both games because they can fire a barrage mm-hmm. that actually kill stuff now as well not just pins. Because um, five past six is a, it's a slim chance but it's, it's still a chance nonetheless. Exactly. It, that, even those those sort of things are quite irritating. Um, yeah. And so four of them is is not a massive investment, and yet it's like another barrage template. So, um, they they weren't straightforward. It wasn't easy to comprehend as well. It sounds stupid, but actually having played a lot of tanks, trying to crack an infantry force is not... Yeah, it is a a whole extra level of the game that you kind of need to get your head around. Yeah, especially an infantry force that's actually directly coming towards you rather than just sitting in its own foxholes. Exactly, yep. Yeah, having yeah. a lot of artillery is great until you get it, those powers get on top of you and you go, oh, I won't be firing again then. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I will try a few more little tweaks out of that one. So I hope I get a few more games over the next few weeks with um, either the 21st or anything else that comes along. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Should so, should we... Yeah. Time to talk about the D-Day book then. Yes, we're already talking about it. <laughs> yes, we're already talking about it. Our overview of Overlord, yeah. Over a cup of tea or gin. Yeah, so D-Day British, continuing with the slightly underwhelming names of books. <laughs> they, are, they are nowhere near as cool as the, the previous set, are they? I mean, I mean let's try it in. Well, you had books like Burning Empires and Hellfire and Back and Road to Rome. It's yeah. kind of like Monty's a... Monty's Meat Grinder. Monty's Meat Grinder, yeah. 
Yeah. I used to make a great bar name in Brighton. Um, <laughs> it's just like, it's just, it's just a little bit like a, uh, I get why they're doing it. You've you got no confusion about what the book is. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's just quite, not quite so cool to have the spine facing you on the shelf above your computer. So if all these ones, if all these ones are D-Day, you know, D-Day Germans, D-Day Americans, D-Day British. Yeah. Are the next one's going to be the bulging Germans. The bulging <laughs> Yeah. Well, the Germans probably will be because we're getting to the old old men reserve units by the time we get to <laughs> um, But yeah, it's, yeah. So obviously the next one will be the Bagration, Bagration books um, for oh, Germans and that. Russians. Yeah. But the next British book we'll see after this one will obviously be a late, late war British book with comets, hopefully. Comets! That's a year away, so let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> no. But yeah, um, obviously... It's you know it's got a pretty cool cover the fire um, 11th Armour Division which is nice in the cover um, Firefly going on a field and obviously some Brits getting chewed up by an MG42 I'm guessing somewhere out of the Bocage <clears throat> yeah the Bocage thing so you, straight away you know what you you know you're in Normandy and you got British stuff and um, we got the usual preamble about D-Day and sort of build up what it is um, the special rules. Are interesting. Let's just go with special rules case next bit. Oh, good to get because back. <laughs> <laughs> well, only because there's a few things that are worth picking up here. Um, yeah, a lot of it you. There's quite a few new bits, aren't there? Actually. On the tanks bit, yeah. Mm. Mainly to do with the Avery. So the Avery's um, you know, basically the, the engineer vehicle, um, army vehicle, royal engineers. It's a Churchill with a petard mortar, which is basically <laughs> the flying dustbin of classic explosive. Uh, <clears throat> it's a dustbin, isn't it? It's a dustbin full of HE. Yeah, it's a spigot mortar. Um, so basically, it's like a short little spine that fires a missile off there. Can, can I can I do my one little AVRE fact that I know? Yep. So the the round was so big they couldn't figure a way to load it from the turret. Mm-hmm. So to load the petard mortar on an AVRE, there's a little hatch in front of the turret on the yep. hull that opens up. The entire barrel rotates through 90 degrees outside of the tank, and you basically lift the the petard round straight up into the into the back of the the rotated barrel to load it, and then drop it down. It's like a massive shotgun, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like a yeah, break breech shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then you shut the little hatch rather quickly before they fire it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so what, but what the rules relate to is basically it's a brutal weapon but it's a brutal bombardment so everything under the bombardment is re-rolling its saves whether you know it's not not waiting for it arranging the first shot you're re-rolling saves um for infantry gun and unarmored tank teams and it includes nest and bunkers as well yes that's and it doesn't and yeah, but, all, yeah it doesn't sorry. re-roll does it nope um the other thing yeah, yeah. You don't. You can move and fire. So it's the first and only so far move and fire artillery weapon. Um, you don't need to re-roll successful um, rolls to hit for only having one or two weapons firing, and obviously you can ignore danger close as well. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Which I, I need to check. It says ignore the danger close rule. So does that mean you can ignore danger close for having your own infantry near the blast? Cause it just seems to be a flat ignore the roll. Yes, that's how I was reading it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. 
Um, yes, yeah, so that's. I mean, that's a, so those are the two um, only real new rules. They do they both relate to the Avery, and obviously you have the normal selection of airborne. So they think we're airborne, can do airborne missions. Um, my heart and mind is a new commander rule, which means you basically, um, if you start next to an impassable feature, you can roll a skill test across it. And then you got the new dash speed dice. Mm. So you can really get up that cliff. And also you've got night attack, AOP, mic target, rockets, they're all the same as they ever were. So, yeah, so, not, so the Avery really gets the sum of the new rules. Fine. And we got a normal know your, know your armor, know your infantry. Just give you a brief overview of the difference in stats. Um, so like I said earlier, almost all the infantry, British infantry is um, trained a rather veteran, albeit it's deadly, so it hits and assaults on the 3+. plus. For skill, yeah, but yeah. You're always, yeah. they're always hit on fours. Yeah, every, everybody is, yeah, exactly, everyone is always careful. Um, and most infantry will vary between being fearless, such as the powers, um, confident, but um, with a 5-plus rally for um, regular infantry, or straight reluctant for, for veteran units such as Desert Rats or the 50th Infantry Division. Um, now, one exception is the commandos, who are, the true, who are true fearless veterans. And those, but they're also deadly and hit on the assaults in 2+. plus. Come so in. those guys are your assault troops, basically. Those guys will really come in, like you say, get you know, fair bind Sykes daggers and yeah. mess you up. So the so. formations, looking at the, the, the force page, mm-hmm. the formations are split into the familiar D-Day minus one formations. Yep. Yep. We have your parachute company and your air landing glider company. You've then got your D-Day formations, which are your commandos, rifles, Desert Rats rifles, and the Sherman DD armoured squadrons. Yeah. Then you have your breakout formations, which are obviously the push into France, which are your Churchills, Cromwells, Shermans, your Desert Rats motor company, and a normal motor company, and the Desert Rats Cromwell armoured squadron, Yeah. which is different from the Cromwell armoured recce squadron. Yeah. Obviously, one 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 is like a, 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 an armored squadron, with, but has Cromwells rather than Shermans. Yeah. Whereas the other one is actually there for speed, as it were. Can I can I just point out whilst looking at this page that glorious left hand side, which shows that in the support yeah. you can have two platoons of crocodiles and two platoons of AVREs if you are playing like a million point game. Yeah. <laughs> but also up to four up to four batteries of twenty five pounders. Oh yeah. And if you look at the other page, up to um, four units of 17-pounders. There are the M10, two lots of M10s and two lots of 17-pounder static guns. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, points no limits. You've got a fairly fearsome gun. Yeah. So, if you bring a tank, you are dead. If you bring something that is not a tank, you are also dead. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And we've got the old favourites like Typhoons, um, Bofors, and also up to two lots of Dainarama cars, which have a new platform. New sexy plastic kit as well. Oh yeah. Mm. So it's quite it, this four support is quite quite a lot of. Um, There's a lot of stuff there. in there, isn't there? That's mm. that's a glorious selection of the boxes. Yeah, I just noticed as well one of the things which was you got four boxes for artillery, all of which can be twenty five pounders, <laughs> but yeah, two of them sure. could also have the option of being priests, and the other two have the option of being centaurs. Centaurs, yeah, yeah. Worth noting. One, um, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Go. Yeah. I was going to say, you get one observer, 
um, which can either be the Oster, mm-hmm. uh, a Universal Carrier, or a Sherman for okay. that massive yeah. artillery support. Now, it's going to be an obvious question as to where the Sexton is. Um, the Sexton is a command card, so we'll get on to later. Let's just swap out the priests for Sextons. I think they're emphasising the priests, A, because they've got a plastic kit, and B, because it ties in with literally the first week or so of D-Day operations before they ran out of 105 rounds. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, basically there's a massive shortage of 105mm rounds, and so they made the decision to let the Yanks um, focus on the, on the priests, and the yeah. Brits switched to um, 25 pounds at only operations to free it up. From all the stuff they captured off the DAC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Um, but it also meant that we had a whole bunch of priest holes to use. They just took the gun out and turned them into the first kangaroo APCs. Which is oh, also a, which is also well, a command card. Yeah. They're all like deep priests. Yeah. Is that, is that, that made total sense. I always wondered, you know, I haven't actually done a whole heap of research into the background of, of, of D-Day and, and, and the push out there of the British kit, because it's all been, you know, in my mind, it's always, but with, with the movie influence, it's always been about the Americans. Um, so it's quite interesting to see that because they literally ran out of ammunition for 105s. Yeah, it was just because they just couldn't get to shore quick enough. Um, and so they were having because you had two forces all using one of fives, it was just draining the reserves too quickly, yeah. And so they just made the decision to for the Brits would focus on 25 pounders, whereas the Americans would focus on one of fives, obviously, only having one of fives. Um, and that helped alleviate it somewhat. And it was only really for British infantry, um, divisions that had the priests because obviously the, the British armor divisions had um, sextons. And everyone, both types of division, had tow 25 pounders. So 25 pounders was numerically superior in the British artillery um, yeah. scheme anyway. But yeah, that's why you end up with like um, defrock priests, because you just end up with all these priest holes sitting around. And someone said, Well, how about we take the gun out? You can get quite a lot of infantry in there. They yeah. just welded a piece of like, was it two inch steel or something over the gap yeah. and went. Two pieces, one either side, and then filled the void in between with sand. sand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jobs are good. And... Yeah, you get the fifty cal on the top as well, and it's uh, everyone's happy. Sure beats walking. Yep, exactly. It, it meant they could cross, you know, beaten ground. You know, got MG forty twos covering the area. I mean, yeah, you get cross that in your in the back of your priest and jump out and clear them off. Nice. So, yeah. So D Day minus one. Yep. Yes. The parachute company. Yes, yeah. this is what you've been using, isn't it? Uh, I've been using air landing, so. All oh, right then. Yeah. Roll back. Yep. So basically, basically the very similar, the very similar formations. It's just um, how many infantry you get, and how many guns you get, but really differs. So a para company has a HQ, two to three infantry platoons, and then only has um, one six-pounder platoon support. Whereas air landing has two to four platoons. And then has an extra six pound platoon, so you got up to two six pounders plus seventeen pounders. Jeez. Um, the actual platoons, the actual platoons themselves are both similar stats. It's just that um, Paris swap out a mortar for an extra Bren gun team, effectively. Yeah, because because they had more people, you can fit more people on a Dakota uh, uh, than you can in a Horsa, basically. Yeah. Um, 
Now, previous editions, the Paris Ossiesburg have one stand fire as a mortar because they ha- they still had a mortar. Mm-hmm. It was just built into the actual section itself rather than the platoon. Um, they've got rid of that rule. Cause I think I don't think ever seen anyone use it. I'm sure someone's going to say they did it back in it, but um, yeah, it's probably one of those things they can safely get rid of that upsetting too many people. <laughs> I've still I've still failed to see the benefit of single stand bombardments. Um, well, see, so the, the twitch mortar doesn't fire bombardment. Yeah. It's just a direct fire, um, one shot, but oh. higher, higher firepower, four plus. Oh, so, I see. So what I normally do is, if I'm on the assault and there's a machine gun, attached machine gun in the grand deal platoon, you leave that guy back. Yeah. And you basically have him fire his one shot, targeting the MG. Hopefully hit that, and like say, if he, if he fails his save, it's a four plus firepower. Well, if you're assaulting in, mm-hmm. could you? put my gamer hat on could you leave just a corridor to that one base and maybe the base behind it they don't you need to do that because you've got overhead fire so you can shoot over your own guys heads. oh damn it okay well that goes against you then really because it means that it, they can mistaken target onto anyone else oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. to think if you only had line of sight to one guy mm-hmm. but yeah i haven't zoomed in enough to see the overhead fire bit yeah that's pretty cool though yeah yeah, um, both formations then get um, a Vickers machine gun, they get a mortar yep. platoon, um, which obviously has 40 inch range in late war rather than 32 inch range. Nice. Um, up to two platoons of pack howitzers, which are, um, no, it's hard to hit into 25 pounder in terms of direct fire, um, indirect fire, because they're all firepower 4 plus. Um, but obviously, quite light enough, you can move it around as well. It's got a four inch tactical move, so it'll keep up the infantry a little bit. Useful. No gun shields, you can't really use it like an infantry gun directly. But it's a good little um, hard-hitting little piece. It's got a better range in the water. It's worth so, noting that all the artillery support... Is veteran. Is yeah. veteran. Yeah, so you've got no worries about ranging in. Um, obviously, as long as you're self-ranging or got no peter range, obviously, if the formation HQ's doing it, you do have to worry about it. Um, so... I mean, six mortars, French mortars, is the same cost as four pack howitzers. Obviously, the pack, the mortars get the ability to reroll misses because there'll be six of them. Yeah. But there, um, so the pack howitzer has that extra range, and also the mic target rule. So if you have two platoons, you can do that cool ranging in stuff. You can do with mic target. Um, so it's really a choice about which one you want to use. I think, yeah. having had the issue with the mortars run at a range in Alaska, I might try pack howitzers over mortars for that. Better save on the mortars, though. Yes. You've got a 3 plus save on a 4 plus save. But you should be fired off um, back. It shouldn't come up. But And then also, technically, you can do that from inside a building. <laughs> yeah. Disappoint- Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, also, you got they're only 86, but you do have some at least some direct fire with the, the guns as well. Yeah, most times they've been. done last-minute desperate shooting at um, marauding armoured cars and stuff. I've done pack outs. has come up quite a few times, but yeah. Now, disappointingly, there's no <clears throat> like dismounted OP option like there was for the Falcon Maker. I'm not quite sure why they haven't done that, but it means that if you want an OP option, you've got to have like a Universal Carrier or a Sherman or an AOP. Yeah, that seems weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit um, of a shame, yeah. but not a massive one. Everything's that, in formation, though. It's insane. Like, it is. Just You're not going to break it. I mean, an air landing platoon has got um, 
what's that? Eight, nine, eleven platoons plus a HQ information. That's well, if you can get them all in. Yeah. Well, air landing platoons are only ten points each for the seven stands. Eleven if you include the, pier, the extra pier, and thirteen if you include gamma bombs. With the command card. So you end up like thirteen twenty-six. The mass is not going to work. 30, <laughs> 39. Okay, so you have half the formation is just four honking great big platoons of infantry. Yeah, because they've got, they got like seven, stand, eight stands in each platoon. So, Well, nine by time you add. That's just brutal. This is what I mean about the, the, the para stuff. It, it's all really tough, and it's tough to shift. But they are also, rifle, they're rifle MG, though. They are. Yep. So not, but they're not going anywhere. They're rate of fire two moving caught with rate of fire one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then your PS eight inches, rate of fire one, slow firing, and you take ten with the five up firepower. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean obviously you got the say up to two to six pounders for air landing. Up to um, seventeen pounders for both paras and air landing. Yeah. The 17 pounder is obviously, you know, 8 tank 14, range of 36. It's going to be a good air denial weapon. Only a few points, well, four points more than a 6 pounder platoon. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And then the other one is the commandos. Yep. Which is kind of so, a special service. Yeah, we're, we're, slightly, we're slightly different to previous iterations in that it's like um, the formation. Doesn't have those weird little commando troops. You should be like, you know, two platoons back to back. It's just like four commando sections plus a machine gun section plus a mortar section. Um, commando section is about the same size as their landing. As far, far as it's um, a nine, yeah, nine stand sections, slightly bigger, but no option yeah, for no. An, no option for an extra piet, which would be frankly brutal if they had one. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but nine stands is still. Yeah. God. Yeah, they got an option for up to six vickers, so three or six vickers in the platoon, and three or six mortars in the mortar section. So they got quite a lot of supporting fire as well in their section. But no anti tank, they haven't got the anti tank assets, they haven't got the artillery assets beyond the mortars. No. So it's, you know, you're going to be drawing a lot more from other support options to welcome out. Well, I think the the key comes in the little picture that they have mm-hmm. with the commandos. Was that the commandos? No. Uh, Which picture? That? It was a picture of the infantry with two AVREs behind it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are commandos. So they're just using the standard plastic infantry for the commandos. Oh, okay, are they? Are they? Yeah. So the thing is, I mean, obviously, commandos were wearing battle dress. They didn't have smocks, at least at that point in the war. Um, yes, they wore their berries, but most guys were sensible not to wear a helmet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, it's, you know, once there's pictures of like a mix of berries and helmets in the unit, um, and like I say, generally as the snipers came on the issue, the helmets start overtaking. Um, now, your thing is here, you can see straight away you're a veteran, but you're paying for it. So, that platoon commando section is. Um, 13 points versus a 10-point air landing platoon. So yeah. my my air landing, with gamma bombs and extra piet, are the same cost as commando section. But I've got an extra stand, and I've got scary, scary gamma bombs. 
Yeah, but you can't run through walls. I can't walk run through walls, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so the commandos are pretty much as they always were. They could be absolutely nasty in the assault. They're still pr- as good as any other British rifles, all the other stuff. Um, so yeah, I think I, I could see them being, for people looking at it from a more tournament perspective, them being a, a platoon of those being a handy little bolster from the soldiers yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that's your infantry choice rather than... That heart and mind rule is going to be abused. Wait, um, is, is it heart, is it um, impassable just, or is it... I'm flicking so back. I'm just Here's back the wording here. of the rule. Okay, so heart, sorry, mind and heart. Teams from the Commando Troop HQ and Commando Sections in this formation that start their movement step adjacent to a cliff or other similar impassable terrain feature roll a skill test. If successful, the team may cross the terrain at terrain-speed. But So something like a lake is not similar to a cliff? Well, the flavour text says, while in Scotland... The commandos trained in all sorts of difficult terrain, from flooded bogs to sheer cliffs. The training would serve the troopers well in Normandy. As an interesting caveat here, teams that kind of troop HQ and commander sections in this formation. So I wonder if it, does that still apply if they're a support? Oh, let's have a look whether or not the actual platoon has heart and mind or just the HQ. Yeah, let's go back now. I think they, I think they did when I looked at. It. I remember seeing the machine guns had it. Yeah, mine heart is a key word thing at the top. So yeah, yeah. that's <clears throat> yeah. No, I say machine guns and mortars have it as well. well I mean, it's rare that you find impassable to mm. rate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I don't like the way it's worded. If I'm going to be picky, it should just say impassable terrain, and then yes, you should it should swim across rivers and stuff. Correct. So that's the kind of shizness they would be getting up to. Yeah. Mm. You know, need these guys at the bridge at Remagen later in the war. Yeah, <laughs> Stay the river more than eight inches wide, they'll be fine. So yeah, it's um, commander's, commander's cool. Like I say, give them a couple of abrasion supports, and they'll bust bunk, you know, bust a hole through the beaches. Luckily, um, I, I can see them being quite a fun thing to run for, like a, a, a beach landing game at the very least. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because they could go straight up the seawall, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly good. Uh, intriguing. And then we go into... Right, so you've got flavour text for the 3rd Canadian Division Water Rats. Yeah. And then 3rd Division Monty's Ironsides. Right. And then so you they're... get into a British Rifle Company, which is obviously composed of infantry <laughs> units. So. Okay, so... Both kind of apply to this. Yeah. But there's obviously a card to give um, the Canadian, uh, a rifle company, turn to a Canadian <laughs> company, which gives them relentless, which gives them a better rally, I think. If I remember right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's off road. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the formation itself, uh, pretty standard stuff. Um, you've got HQ, two or three rifle platoons. Yep. Two up to two machine gun platoons. Now, here's an interesting thing with machine gun platoons. They can either be a machine gun platoon, or it could be an MG carrier platoon. Oh my gosh, yeah. finally! Which is, yeah, which so, is broken. Yeah, 
So you can't just have the carriers dismount to become machine guns. You have to choose when you're creating your list what you're going to have. But you could right. have like one MG platoon and one MMG carrier platoon. You've got two slots. I have some version two MMG carrier models that I was wondering what I was going to do with. And there you have it. I got some for the desert, which is very much annoying because it's never appeared. Um, you've got more platoon, you've got a six pound platoon, and then you've got up to four carrier platoons, two of which can be wasp carrier patrols, which are the flamethrowers. So um, you can have, in formation, two MMG carriers. So that's two, eight carriers, yep. Two wasp carrier patrols. Yep, so that's number six. And then another two universal carrier patrols. Yep, yep. so you can have 20 carriers in one, platoon, <laughs> in one, in one formation. Uh, and the MG carriers are quite interesting. They are basically a carrier, but they can still do their artillery bombardment like other machine guns. Whilst oh my gosh, 48 inch range. Yeah, it's yep. pretty awesome. That's, uh, that's what I mean. But they're, they're essentially cheap uh, self propelled artillery, yeah. if you want to use them that way. They're Inside like cats. Yeah. They are only trained, though. Yeah, but they're right. look how many points they are. Yeah, they're a point each. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's an interesting option. Yeah, the universal yeah. carrier is even cheaper with um, at two points for free. And yeah. they can have the option of arming any or all carriers for one point each. So you can have all three packing up here as little tank hunters. Okay. But if they so, do that, that takes the machine guns, right? I, That's what Mark thinks, yes. I don't think it's true. I don't think that's the case. How many dice does a... So on the actual... Universal Carrier Entry, they have four dice or three? Three dice, because they've got one machine gun. Three for the MG, ported or moving. This is where I, I, you know, in real terms, because they actually put the pier in the... Front. Essentially, yeah, yeah, bow-mounted, right? Yeah, but you still had the Bren gun sticking out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, back in version three, you used to have all three weapons, you used to have all weapons on there, yeah. Yeah. I think, think, I don't, it doesn't say replace, it says arm, and then you've got the two stat lines... True. It's very clear. You either fire your MG or you fire your Pia. Optional you can, yeah. yeah, you can choose between the two. You don't lose one for the other. Otherwise, it would say replace. Yeah. So you could have 12 carriers all mounting Piats. That's a little law. That's a fairly good <laughs> take for would that, would that not cost? cost well, yeah, I know it's only a point. It costs you 12 it's points, point. but yeah. <laughs> but I love the idea of it. Um, well, no, it wouldn't cost you 12, would it? It'd be three... They cost two points, and then you, it'll cost you five. I'll just say, five. if you had all three... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, the Wasp is oh so pretty tasty. It's twice the cost of the Universal Carrier Patrol. It loses Scout and Spearhead, but obviously you've got that Flamethrower. And it's range six. You don't have the old issue, you can't move... So, one of the problems you had in version three was you couldn't move fast enough to really use it. You could never move, more, move faster than six inches and fire your Flamethrower. Right. Whereas version 4 doesn't have that restriction. So you can use your 10-inch tactical, then use your 6-inch um, flamethrower range and just hose away with your free dice. So They're I still see... useful, aren't they? They're still useful. They're still useful, aren't they? Ah, oh, ah. definitely, yeah. Very useful. Mm. Okay, so I know it's not, I know it's not hard rules, mm-hmm. but if you go back a page and scroll to the bottom... It says, know your carriers. It says, universal carrier MG, Bren gun, uh, whole front. Yeah. Yeah. It says, universal carrier Piat. It says, Bren gun in whole front, 
third crewman carries Pier, and in the model yeah. you can see it's a guy in the back's holding it, and there is a break. Okay, right. So up. To, okay, I'm good. I'd say that's enough to make me think it's both weapons. Which yes. My God, everyone's going to carry a pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why wouldn't you for a point? Well, actually, no, that, that, that's there's a good reason then to have a mix and match of them as well, because it's yeah. a good way to use that odd point that's knocking around as well, isn't it? Yeah. More so than lucky card, yeah. <laughs> there is there is quite funny, though, the, if you scroll along. Oh, BF. Oh, dear. Right, MMG oh. carries Vickers. Vickers MMG mounted on engine deck. No weapon yep. mounted in whole front, apart from in the model immediately above that text, which <laughs> quite has. clearly a brain gun sticking out the whole front. Yeah. But yeah. Then if you scroll... Oh, no, and it's also on the MMG carrier platoon. <laughs> yeah, so it's almost messed up the mall there, because like you said, it was blanked off, and it was just the MMG. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously the riflemen, are st- like the paras, are trained, but hit on freeze... As like this up, they're still confident. They're still careful. So you hit on fours. You um, have bulldog. So you counter attack on a three plus. The only downside is they're war wary. So um, you only rally on a five plus. So once these guys get pinned down, they yeah. might stay pinned down. But they're not going to give ground because mm. they're still the counter attack three plus. So you charge them. You better hit the first turn because they will come back at you. Yeah, <coughs> and they'll hit you on threes and. Yeah. yeah, but obviously when you've got um, a dropping rate of fire for when you pin from two to one, that will hurt. And if you're on the advance, it'll hurt as well. But obviously, you have I to say see it does slow them down, doesn't it? That will slow them down because even with the reroll, yeah, five with the reroll is about the same as a four standard. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Now Canadians will swap out that um, five plus rally for a three plus rally. I think it's like an extra point club too. Oh, okay. So the Canadians still remain the assault troops as they should be because they always yep. were the effective assault troops. Um, yeah, Re- Relentless. Is that the one? Yeah. Canadian Division Relentless. Uh, two points. Two points for two, okay. So um, still, it's two points to give you, like, <laughs> say. Yeah. Two points to give you that three plus re roll. It's kind of handy. If, you, if your game plan is to go on the assault. Yeah, it's got to be worth thinking about. Yeah, you can also do the Highland Division to these guys. Mm-hmm. The Highway Painters. Two points. Formation HQ unit and any infantry or gun unit from this formation whose unit leader was in the six inches of the formation commander rallies on a four plus. Hey, do you notice something else about that? They don't have to be in line of sight because they can just hear the bagpipes. So normally, normally with the nice. CRE roll, you have to be in line of sight as well. But... Yeah, yeah, get, get the old black bear going. <laughs> like that. You've also got Welsh somewhere as well, I remember. Uh, I've gone past the Welsh. Uh, it's Commandos. Yeah, right at the towards the bottom, 53rd Welsh Division. Uh, okay. Rewinding a bit, whilst we're talking about Commandos quickly, because it kind of makes it... I mean, we can go through these at the end, I suppose, or we can do it now, but... Um, for two points for the commando formation, you can get Lovett's Boys, which allows you to choose to re-roll scattered reserve rolls you make. Um, discard after rolling for reserves to re-roll all your reserves this turn. All reserves arriving in this turn may, must be from commando troop formations. So you can also, yeah. also, commander card gives them turns into SMG teams as well. Oh, really? 
Um, yeah, Tommy guns. Um, basically, it bolsters exchange all brain guns SMLE teams is for a mixed weapon team. Holy moly! Still range sixteen, but you now become rate of fire two, moving and halted. And that's one point for the commando section. That is totally what I am doing for my reserve commando. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so that's a certainly good, good little card if you want, like, say, have that um, assault unit in there. Okay. Oh my god, I'm getting too excited about these command cards. All right, we're going for it. We're going for the one by one. See, so that's got thing. It's worth focusing once again. That, like the German book and the American book, for commander the command cards are a must buy because there's some really cool stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's, even if you take those out, the um, the basic rifle platoon. If you, I think that that could be a bit of a sleeper because I think that's an excellent static defense force. Yeah, I mean, the fact they have that sort of like they're only trained, I say only trained, and they have that five plus rally, it makes the platoons relatively cheap. It's only a nine point oh. nine point platoon for quite a big blob of infantry. Yep. and it's self-sufficient to an extent because it's got its own integral AT built into it, albeit a single hey. pier. Well, yeah, you're basically bolstering it up with a platoon of six pounders. You can have six six pounders in to give yes. you a fairly decent gun line there as well. You know, so you know, that, you know that noise when a, a, a kept, uh, old school kettle boils and yeah. you hear this. Yeah, my mind is doing that right now. My mind is whistling. It's just <laughs> utter disbelief at these two cards that I've just found. Oh God. Okay, so. Rifle, co- yeah, rifle company. We're yep. talking about that, so it is relevant. I haven't jumped ahead. Fifteenth <laughs> Scottish Division tank escorts. Oh yeah, I saw this one. Yeah, right for two points. So you're you're saying, oh, yeah. no, you've got you know rally five up, not that great. For two points, units in this formation may re-roll a failed attempt to rally from pin down, as long as a unit leader is within four inches. Of a Churchill seventy-five mil six-pounder or late seventy-five tank yeah. that is not bailed out. All right. You may also take the sixth guard tank brigade title for your force. Yes, because normally you can only have one title. This lets you have yep. both of them. Because the other, the other title is your sixth guard tank brigade, brigade infantry tanks um, for three points for a Churchill tank squadron. Tank units in this formation have the unflappable rating. Which gives him a last stand of three plus. Yeah. So for five points, you can have ting hard as nails rifle guys walking up alongside their infantry tanks. Thank you very much. I need to find that box of Churchills. Yeah, I love the flavour text as well. Fifteenth training to work closely with Churchill tanks. Having a heavily armoured tank escort you into battle tends to improve your morale. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's pretty true. I mean, apart I did. From, apart from when they can climb the the terrain that you can't, <laughs> yeah. you got the back of it, yeah. Yeah, which happened at um, is it Coldstream Hill? Mm-hmm. One of the tanks, the Churchills went off by themselves, and they outstripped the infantry because they couldn't keep up with the barrage. Yeah. They ended up fighting by themselves for like eighteen hours on the top of the hill against all sorts. Is that where the Yank Panthers come into it? As that's well, where, yeah, that's where yeah. three Yank Panthers killed twelve Churchills. Yeah, twelve Churchills, and then they broke cover to to reposition, thinking that they they've killed all of the tanks that could possibly be coming after whipping out twelve of them, and then the other twelve took the the Yank Panthers out with side shots because <laughs> there's just that many tanks coming at them. Yeah. Oh um, my. God. 
So other 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 rifle cards to think about is third division Monty's Iron Sides, zero point formation card type card, but you pay one point per rifle platoon to give them four plus rally. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. If the other cards didn't work, that'd be perfect. Um, you got 49th West Rhine Division, the Polar Bears, who for minus one point for the formation, which isn't a great saving, um, become last stand five plus and counterattack four plus, which is like, okay, mm. minus one point for a formation. Actually, if it's my one point for a unit, maybe for one point less than the formation, nope. No, no. Um, all right, how about this? Three points for the Welsh Division, the formation, and it gives you. Last stand three plus. Okay. Um, dig in three plus. I'm guessing these these guys are miners or something. Oh wait 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 oh. wait. And also, also the infantry units in this formation use a Welsh ratings while unit leader is within six inches of the objective. Oh, I see. So you can use those as long as you're within the um, range of the, of the, of the HQ. Mm. Alright, so actually, with that caveat, probably three points is quite a lot for, so it's going to be a very small blob of effect. Yes. Yeah. Although, okay. last stand three plus on your own objective, fearless British infantry on objectives is pretty harsh. Yeah, it makes them a defensive force, mm. doesn't it? So I got yeah. it wrong. Listen, six inches of the HQ at six inches of the objective. So if yeah. you've got these guys holding ground, then they can be fantastic at holding ground. Or capturing. Well, yeah, capturing and then holding, yeah. Mm. It seems... I don't like things with multiple um, situational circumstances attached to them. So... I like that Scottish, Scottish combo car. I think that's... Out of all the cars we just yeah, talked about, Scottish ones. Is, I haven't actually looked. Is there a, is there a grenadier uh, or the guardsman in there at all? Uh, the guards tank, guards tank division, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. We'll Germans as well. So. All right, artillery group Royal Artillery, also for a rifle company. Bearing in mind, you could have four platoons of twenty-five pounders, <laughs> right? Zero points, but you okay, plus one so point when, per gun. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. So it's zero points of the card, but you pay a point per gun. And t- yep. twenty-five pounds are quite expensive to start off with. But yeah. yeah, when your force is the attacker, all twenty-five pounder field troops have a firepower rating of three up. Instead of four, when they repeat bombard. What? It's like the old medium gun um, support the like market gun in Britain. Okay. Like it would be if it was a if it was a point <laughs> per platoon, then that would be worth taking. But a point per gun is harsh. Adds up very quickly. Yeah. So yeah, so so it's lots lots of options in the rifles. Um, you still I'm still finding more. Oh my god, assault pioneer platoon. Have you seen this yep. for a rifle? Yeah. Pioneer? No, that's for right. We we were talking about that, weren't we? Because it doesn't apply to Paris. the uh, Paris or air landing. Which is a shame because, yeah. like, say, the, the Paris had like rural engineers, so it's kind of a shame it doesn't apply to them. Because it gives you an additional rifle platoon in the formation who must replace one rifle team with a flamethrower team, and then they could also um, do the whole digging, digging on a three plus and remove minefields on a three plus. Yeah, for two points. Yeah, so you combine that with your Scots above, sheltering behind the other things. <laughs> so yeah, there's lots of... Obviously, the British strength has always been its infantry. The cards mm-hmm. really emphasise that. But it's, it's nice they've done it the same way as the Americans, in that there's a formation, and then you can adapt it for everything, you know, really, based on those cards. Yeah, I really like these title cards and the way they work. Like, like so you say, 
it just gives you that whole it gives you that thing of having all this flavour back in. It's a shame it's not yeah. in the book as a card, but it's fair. If you yeah, want you it, you got well, it. I mean, the thing is, you know, look at the old books, and there was like three Sherman companies back to back yeah. with just yeah. these things in, ingrained in them. You're kind of going, well, what's the actual difference? Oh, it's just this little extra, you know, stat. And this gives you that without having to have a book that's a million pounds because it's four million pages thick. Yeah. A million well, quite a lot. Number, I mean, the other thing but... from a from a player's perspective is if you've invested in a rifle company, yeah, you've got now what fifteen different ways to play oh, or something ridiculous, God. yeah. Which is nice, you know, it gives you that variety if you want to try something different. We said that about the Americans, though, didn't we? That you know, for just swap the cards out, see what see what changes. Yeah, yeah, variety of life and that sort of thing. So. Exactly. Right, enough about the inventory. About <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sherman, so we get to ED Armored Squadron. Yeah. So this is the independent armored brigades, basically, that landed, in, like I say, in the DD tanks. They weren't attached to a division as such. They were an independent brigade. Um, very fresh troops, which is reflected in the fact they're only trained with no mm-hmm. other caveats. They're still confident, still careful. They're still learning all the lessons that the other guys learned in the desert. So we're not, they're hard to hit. And the interesting thing about them is you got two platoons, one's just Shermans, the DE tanks, and then one Sherman in the formation can be Fireflies, three Firefly tanks. Yes, yeah, so you've got separate con- Firefly. Yeah, mm. all concentrated into one formation, into one into one troop. Now that Firefly uh, troop is not a black unit, um, so you couldn't use it as a um, no support choice for another formation. You couldn't, no. No. But, um, yes... Obviously, Sherman, we all know what Sherman's not going to go into too much in the stats. But um, it's a really well, nice little theme force if you want to have just Shermans and not have to fireflies. It's great support for a power force if you try to be themed because he was yep. the guys who got to the bridgehead first. Um, yeah. All mm-hmm. I can say is that I hope that my DD Shermans like pasta. What's that? Because they're going, because they're going to Italy, biznitch. <laughs> yeah. Do you not think? Like, is this not the perfect list for my mid-war yeah. Shermans to develop into late war? Yeah, especially with, like doing if yeah for doing if you want to use these guys for doing a Sherman between Italy before the fireflies arrive. But yeah, it's perfect. It's just like yeah. Um, obviously, you can't take the Sherman DD command card to go on the actual. You know, you drop your machine gun down, become amphibious. So perfect if you're doing a beach landing game, you will have a massed Sherman DD landing of a formation. <laughs> so you they're not they're not like Sherman the US DD. ones then. In what respect? They're not independent. In the, wait, aren't the Sherman DDs for the US individual platoons? Well, like one tank is one. It's an in, uh, independent unit. Sorry. I think that's a rule in the actual mission. Rather than, oh, okay. I think that's okay. on the card. I think it's on the actual mission rules. Like the D tanks count as independence. They leave the Apologies. beach. Yeah. So yeah. So it's the first of the two Sherman formations. Um, it's very much a themed force. I'm not quite sure you take it as a tournament force because I think the other one's slightly better with the inbuilt fireflies. But it's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's nice that they put this in there. And, and you it, get your Crusader AAs as well. Yes. Yeah, so, Yep, so you obviously got one slot for Stuart Reckies and one slot for Crusaders. It's two, isn't it? Isn't it two slots for Stuarts? 
uh, back up. Maybe it was an option. No, it's just one, this one. I think is some of them do. DD just has one, yeah. Uh, um, is it worth noting that there is no semi-indirect for the veteran players? Yeah, I mean, there it has, is, hasn't yeah. been... Yeah, it hasn't been since version 4 came out that Brits lost that. So you're sitting back and shooting at long range and be quite as effective as it used to be. Yeah. We're a little bit sore about that, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a shame that the Brits, once again, lose their special rules and they're sort of <laughs> gain again. But it's probably one of those things well, that got a bit too overstated because it's, it's very much a thing that's tied into the M3 grant because it had basically a French 75mm field gun's main gun. So it had all the actual instrumentation for firing at long range. And I'm not entirely convinced Sherman kept that. Okay. It was a cool little rule. I think it's just re-rolling lots of dice all the time, which obviously, you know... They got away from, yeah. Got away from, so I think it was... Yeah, it, it's cool, but it's probably... Rightly, you know, it doesn't fit in the uh, the way they want the game to... Yeah. ...the rest of the mechanics, I guess. Portly Rate of Fire 3 would have been nicer. <laughs> uh, no, it wouldn't. I wouldn't like that at all. Okay. Uh, next is the, uh, the Churchills, which are, I am sure yes. is fairly, a fairly popular force. These were my only British force, the Guards really? Churchill. Really? Okay. Yep. It's the only one I ever did. And they were the old metal and resin mm-hmm. ones, so they weighed oh, God. more than a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you put the sock, you but, could emerge someone with them. <laughs> was, yeah, it was putting it in a pillowcase and we'd be able to lift them. Um, <laughs> so they, these they, are... They've always been cool to me. Yeah, these are, are British tanks. Properly British tanks. Well, yeah, it's the whole, the whole infantry tank um, mentality at its absolute um, peak, as it were. Because you've got just like, um, you know, you've got front armor nine now on, the, on your base tank. If you take a late 75mm, you can boost the front armour 11, which is... <laughs> it's gone down from... It was 13 in the previous edition. But reliably turning aside 88 shots is probably a little bit OTT. <laughs> but it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. But even 11, even 11 you know, pack, a pack 40 is going to have to you know, really try yeah, to kill yeah. you. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's always long barrel 88 start appearing, but it's going to get a bit dicier, but... Well, at standard flak is only what fourteen. Fourteen. So at long range, you've got a two plus to glance it. Yeah. Yeah. And sixteen for a long barrel. So sixteen for a long barrel eighty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to you can still save against long barrel eighty-eight, and that's still fairly impressive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what's what's cool is as well. Just looking at the uh, HQ and stuff. Obviously, you can do things like you can have. one in there so you can have a gun tank essentially you know like a um jumbo's lead the way for churchill yeah. so you can have one uh of the later ones with the armor 11 that you can mm-hmm. manipulate to, um hits around on i always found that really useful yeah obviously the, H- the hqs were the first ones to receive it so generally the hq's got yeah. the armored one and like you say with mistaken target you can try and throw the hits on that guy and take him yeah <laughs> it could be very or, frustrating yeah, I've got one hit. I'm mistaken. Target it onto this thing here that you can't hurt. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. And combine all that. I mean, they're confident. They're trained. They're careful. 
but they counter-attack on the three plus, they remount on the three plus. Yeah. So you give these guys are gonna head straight for the objective and they're not gonna stop until they're dead. <laughs> no. They're not gonna go you... very fast, but no. you got time to really appreciate these things coming towards you. Uh, age tactical, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but now they got to follow me. Yep, so you could they do. Yep, just mm-hmm. keep moving that way before plus. Yeah. Plus plus the dash isn't you know. Train dash ten, cross country dash fourteen. That's as fast as it gets. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, it's still eighteen inches. It's still faster than it used to be. Yeah. The old, I just it used to be six, didn't it? The old slow tank. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Tactical was six inches for a. Was that a very slow? I'm thinking of. I, think, um, I can't remember. I don't know. I think they always used to move eight. I think they were always eight in the old. Oh, but I mean, it's, it's interesting the amount of options they've got. Like HQ's got a gun 75 plus two CS's yep. with a 95mm. Um, the actual troop itself has kind of be three 75mm ones or be two plus a six pounder. The six pounder obviously having an extra anti tank punch about tank 11. I, I think actually as well, the, the guards ones had the six pounder in because I think they retrofitted them. Yes, yeah, so they had the thing where everyone was trying to go to 75mm and then a new order came in and said, actually, no, keep the six-pounder in because got we've got this APDS ammo. Yeah. And so I think one of the units was then struggling to get back all the six-pounder ones it got rid of. <laughs> just because they needed the extra tanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you've got the option of doing both sort of um, formations there with either pure 75mm or the combination. Did the old, so the, the CS95mm for close support, did that used to have such a good direct fire stat? What's he got now? It's pretty uh, yes. Right far one, slay firing, but it's brutal with the two plus firepower. Yeah, I think it's be a breakthrough gun, so I think that has stayed uh, safe. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure it was. Now you mentioned it, actually. I'm, I'm wondering. I always just remember thinking the 95mm was always a little underpowered for what I've always thought it should be. It was always bombarding rubbishly, mm. two guns. Right, I'm just just pulled up my Road to Rome book, I know it's got it in there. Yeah. Right, so it used to be. Ah, you're right. <laughs> So it used to be rate of fire two because a lot of the old guns used to be rate of fire two. They all dropped down. Yep. Yeah. Um, eight tank seven. So the eight tank's gone up, and firepower three. So yeah, there you mm. go. So the ninety five millimeter has been bolstered with brutal. Well, firepower two. They still kept the smoke. So yeah, that's, uh, that's qu- pretty nice. Question: mm-hmm. Plastic box set yeah. makes all these variations, right? Late warners, yeah. Yes. That's not a good thing for me. <laughs> the mid war one will obviously still do the seventy five millimeter and six pounder. It won't do the yeah. late ones. But um the late there's a late war box that's a trailer sprue plus the late war um turret and side hatches. But it used to come in fives. The current one now comes in threes. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yes. So you get a box of three Churchills can build all the variants plus the AVREs plus the crocodiles, but it's only in a box of threes. So, mm. so okay. I'm glad I've got an old box of five because that gives me my three crocodiles and my two AVREs to add to my existing Churchill company slash whatever else I want to decimate with my Brits. <laughs> okay. Also, it's worth noting that obviously you still have a um, you can have up to five platoons of Churchills. <laughs> and still have a, re- a recce patrol to give you that spearhead, which obviously gets the guys closer still. And then the um, Crusader troop to give you that bit of 
I say AA, but let's face it, you're taking it as an extra Dakar versus infantry. You know, all for AA in, in blue v blue. Not true. Yeah, if you play at a tournament where you got robot blue and blue, yeah, it's gonna be handy for extra AA boost. Okay. I like I say, put that Scots card on and pair it up with a rifle a rifle formation. You're laughing. But you got you got to get a burn for the points. I mean, a Churchill troop is 18 points, 20 if you upgrade one to 75 millimeter, late 75. Well, that was kind of where they were always at. They were always quite a pricey little little nugget. But, um... Okay, next. Oh, yeah. My favourite armoured list in the book. The Cromwells. I'm Recky Squadron. Woo! So, um, obviously Cromwell, confident, trained, careful, remount the 3 plus because you've got to protect ammo. Basically a fast Sherman for all intents and purposes. Um, tactical 12, train 16, cross country 28, road dash 32, so you know, keep the autobahns. Um, the thing is, these things have scout. Yeah, they do! I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. so, I got excited, you're excited. So in this bocage terrain, we're sitting around to stop you from getting hit. Just run around to keep the tree lines between you and the enemy so I get an extra plus one to hit you because you've gone on the ground. And then dash out the next turn and hit him in the arse with the 75mm. Yep. yep. You are how paying much... for the privilege, though. I was um, going to say, how many because... points are they more than a Sherman? So they're safe. So three Cromwells are the same cost as a Sherman troop with three Shermans and a Firefly. So you're paying... Three, hold on, re rewind that. Three so, Cromwells is the same price as four Shermans, one of which is a Firefly. Correct, yes. Probably that's, a, that's a much better way of saying it, Duncan. I should have said that. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, you're paying for speed and you're, you're paying for scout. And we know that version four points mm. overvalue speeds a little bit. But in this case, I'd probably say it's the right call because speed and scout combined that's with a 5 minute is a fairly good combo. I... I so annoyingly, I was, I was saying to Duncan the other night, saying, I was really looking forward to this until I realised I thought I had two boxes of Crom Cromwells. And I thought, I've only got one box. But I realised <laughs> I bought four centaurs a while ago for my, my parrots. So yeah. I'm like, ah, I need to buy another box now. <laughs> Get oh, the HQ is still at the CS1, so you can like, like direct fire support against eight tank guns or sit back and bombard. Yep. Um, you got up well, to. They've got the same. Stat line is the the Churchill. Yeah, it's the same gun. Yeah, it's the same gun. Nine, yeah. Five. yeah, so it's still it's brutal so things. far. Yeah, yeah, brutal two up firepower. Yeah, it's horrific. You can have up to five troops of Cromwells for one of the one of the mandatory ones can be swapped out for a Stuart Recce patrol. This is the one you were thinking of earlier, Duncan, with the two slots for Recce as Stuarts. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, um, you got like say one compulsory choice and one optional choice for Stuarts as um, an either option the Cromwell. And then the Crusader AA as well to give you that um, protection. But historically, this was the Desert Rats had Cromwells, didn't they? Right. So this is this here was basically each of the armoured um, divisions had an armoured recce squadron. Oh, okay. Which basically, was going out looking for the trouble. And then, like I say, the Desert Rats were then a armoured um, division that were entirely equipped with Cromwells rather than Shermans. I bet the Fireflies, obviously, being section there so there's two there's two slightly different things the desert rats when we get to them in fact let's just get yeah. forward I, know it's, I actually don't like the way the book's laid out because I prefer it if the crumbles were right next to each other yeah um, the actual desert rat cromwells are basically they lose scout 
Okay. They become reluctant, 5+, plus, but still get remount on the 3+, plus, because of course right. stupid. But then you have the option of the Firefly, and, they're, and, they're, and then they're one point more expensive than the Recce Squadron is. So four tanks, Ooh, okay. three, three Cromwells, one Firefly, and they're only one point more expensive than three Cromwells. That's and, nice. Because that reluctant, that reluctant is saving you points, and obviously the fact that... Yeah. Yeah. It's I nice be... that there's um, variation there, though. Yeah, yeah. Can I be a little bit of a negative Nelly? Yeah. Mm, I will allow. Okay. You're very frothing, so I think it's time, time to get some balance. If you look at the... <laughs> well, one of the reasons why I bought that box of five Cromwells from Battlefield Hobbies, mm-hmm. from the previous version, have you guys looked at the product pages yet? No. The only way to buy Cromwells is... In a box of four Cromwells and one Firefly. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Damn you. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Well, I'm not entirely sure. I, I guess because it... the assumption is that everyone's going to do Crom- um, Desert Rats rather than the Recce Cromwells. Yes. Um... I think buy... Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, what? So I'm not entirely. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't just put the for Cromwells. I guess it saves you from having to buy a box of Shermans to get the Firefly. It makes us doing a Desert Rats Force. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, but they've got they've got the tanks oh. ballistas if you wanted to buy a single plastic yeah. thing. But not everywhere stocks those is the problem. Mm, online does. I think the problem is I wish unless they did both boxes, I a box of five and a box of four plus a firefly. Somebody's gonna be able to you know, have a problem trying to yeah. their force. I That's guess. True. Mm. It's not. Not. I'm arguing my against my own case. Cause I really want a box of five Cromwell. <laughs> like three way. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, just, like I said, does it rats? Because they are reluctant, do give you that cheaper option. They're only one point more expensive than the Sherman version. Um, which, considering they've got that speed advantage, is quite good. But obviously, you are paying for it by being reluctant. But you're you're still careful for plus. As long as you don't get hit, being reluctant is fairly relevant. That's what we used to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Um, you'll still remount on the three plus. Um, obviously, you're only trained like all the British armour is now. But um, so you can't read. Really, unfortunately, make the advantage of being. This war area you can do better blitzing and dodge and um, shooting scooting, which is a bit annoying. But yeah, but that that means that, so the scout losing the scout, I think, is possibly the bigger thing, isn't it? More than anything. So you, you're trading yeah. scout versus firefly, basically. Pretty much. That's pretty much the best way to think about it. Yeah, you're getting an extra hole with a fight with something pounder. So which is what. If you if you plan to just go, I'm just going to use my speed and not worry about direct fire. I'll just get some Achilles to do that job, and then go yeah. re- then go recce squadron. Yeah. If you want the option, I don't want to go M10s. I just want to keep everything in formation. And then go desert rats. The sheer number of cornfields that you see on tournament tables. It makes us scout very attractive. Very good. <laughs> so another thing that's worth going here is. Um, Actually, no, we'll get ahead of ourselves. We'll talk, I'm going to talk about that and then we'll get to the Sherman's question next. Yeah. Well, I want to flick back as well, just to mention the Crusader AA troop. Yeah. Yep. There, are new, there are new models, new plastic models that are coming out. They're two, two, two tanks for three points. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they basically got some twin 20 mil AA cannons in the turret. The oilicon, um, or whatever it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah two oilicons. Mm. Uh, it's a range 20, rate of fire 4, halted, moving rate of fire 2, anti tank 5, 5 up firepower, ded- dedicated AA. And all in all, they don't look, you know, you think, okay, well, they have these, but they're, they're in formation for all of these tank units. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why would you not? So you get three yeah. points. So what what I had in the tournament with my little armored cars, not armored cars, the um, armored mortars, which are in formation, I'd often have my 105s alive, and my little armored um, mortars hiding, because then it didn't matter if he killed the other guys. I wouldn't get the formation break. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, there were some times, especially if you ended up, you know, you, you can push the effort trying to get their formation unit killed, knowing that you're not going to break in return, if you can blunt the stuff that can hurt what you've got left, if that makes sense. So keep keeping you in the game for three points is invaluable. Yeah. Really. Well, yeah, and there's also going to be more and more things like half tracks running around in late war yeah and those twin 20 mil cannons are just going to upset yeah, or, them they might not the, kill them but or the last the late minute infantry rush where the guys get out of the foxholes and start running across the board yeah absolutely you can, you've got a 32 inch threat bubble with these things with a tactical 12 and 20 inch range yeah you start daiquiring things in the open <laughs> okay. now it's definitely useful get a sale to afford to buy them when they come out Right, next up is 11th Armoured and the Guards Armoured Sherman Armour Squadrons. So this yeah. is your fairly standard HQ, Sherman Troops with a Firefly, again, confident train, careful. Not much to say about it. It's basically very much what we've just seen in the um, Fortress Europe, albeit with a Crusader AA troop added. Yep. It's, it's fair, it gives you that bang for the buck, it's a very popular formation. Nothing wrong with it at all. Nothing wrong with it at all, no. Okay, and we've got motor companies, which is one I struggle with. <laughs> yeah. I, I struggle with it because you've got a small platoon, and you yeah. don't even get the universal carriers anymore. You have to get a pay extra for a command card. But and you it's... do get... They're all machine gun armor, aren't they? Yes. All machine gun teams. You get two lots of six-pounders, which can be quite nice. You don't get as many universal carriers as a rifle company, which is... <laughs> But at least you get a wasp now. You know, my favorite motor company said you should get wasps. At least you get one option of that. And you got one option of MG carriers. But unless I was going out of my way to do a historical scenario with a motor platoon, I'm not sure I'd bother them over a rifle platoon. I think I'd always go rifle company over, over the motor every day of the week. Yeah, because you don't even get the transports or anything, do you? No. Uh, can anyone think of a reason why you take these over a rifle company? Uh, extra, extra, like I say, the only thing I can see going for it is the extra six pounder platoon. I think a, a, a troop level, it's nice to have MG arms because when they are pinned, there is that more, you know, more dice still. Especially when you're, you're running on a five plus, so keeping that rate of fire too when you're pinned down is going to be quite handy. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean they're 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 still what six points? They're still a point of base. Yeah. So it's yeah, about yeah. exactly the same as the. The um, rifle platoon. I mean, you got you got desert rats option. Um, you can take desert rats motor rifle, 
and that just dropped the price down because obviously you become reluctant. Um, yeah, full reluctant. So at that point, you come five points for a full strength platoon. Well, also just looking at it, the motor six pounders, you only get a maximum of four as well. Yeah. So you're, you're only regaining mm. two extra six pounders. Yeah, if you bought both platoons versus a six pound. So, uh, I don't know, like I say, I'm just... I can see my yeah. Shermans being supported by rifles more. I can see them being supported by motors, that's for sure. I, I think they're okay. I mean, there's nothing... If you look at them in a vacuum, there's nothing awful about them. They're just smaller rifle platoons. Mm. The MG shot, yeah. yeah. I, I don't yeah. think they're... Yeah. So minable, but... I mean, the command cards what really you guys hit upon. So that gives you a point. You can add one half track for each Bren gun team. Yeah. Or one half six. track. Okay, so the M3 or M- yeah. M5? Um, it's the M5 is the British one. So yeah, it doesn't have yeah. a gun. Mm-hmm. Armed. Um, passenger 3, tractor, unit transport, hit on fours, reluctant, trained, front armor 1, side armor 0. Um... It's only moves, only moves 10 inches versus your normal infantry move at 8 inches. So it's not yeah, well, it's the road dash of 32, really, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, no, it's the fact that you're just armoured, so you can ignore small arms fire to an extent. Yeah, and yeah. cross-country of 18. But uh... then, you get, but then guys, you say that, but you then look at what the rifle company get, which is the kangaroo transport, which is a three-point upgrade, and it's got better armour, uh, better... <laughs> It's not quite good in the road. It's not quite as fast, but it'll get you guys there in a bit, bit more comfort. Yeah, and it's got a machine gun. 50 it's, got, it's got a 50 cal. But that so, is yeah. three points. Yeah. And you only get one transport. So here's here's the thinking. You only get one transport for every three infantry teams in the unit. Mm. Whereas for one point, you give each of your um, brain gun teams their own half track. So the you get basically five half tracks for a full fledged motor platoon, right? Yeah. For a point. So that makes them the same cost as the rifle company. And you've the the main I mean and you can just ignore you know, ignore rifle you know, MG fire, and even if they do, you just get out of them. Like, like we said, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the motor platoon at all. It's no, not. Think, uh... the, the other thing we said as well was that if you, sorry, that I realised, I don't think if you get a bailed transport team, yeah, we couldn't find anything like the old version three rules of them having to all jump out and it run away. No, no, no you don't. Yeah, no. And they're not pinned. And they're not pinned when you get out. Yeah. So that's massive for driving up. So if you've got your beach bums sat in their infantry position with MGs, being able to just drive up, ignoring the fire, or if they pop one with a anti-tank gun, yeah, you know, having the chance that it just gets bailed if they fail the firepower test, and then next turn being able to move out and assault. But there is definitely something there. It's a shame, like you say, that it is a command card rather than being an intrinsic part of the motor platoon formation. Uh, yeah. But we'll see. 
It's not that I have a soft spot for the most company at all. Well, maybe, maybe that's Lee's challenge. Lee's challenge? To, figure out Lee, to play a motor company and see, see how it works for him. We'll see. We'll we can see. swear about it. <laughs> we'll I've, see. Got, I've got some half <laughs> track models, so I might as well do it. But, um, yeah. Sorry, I just love the non committal. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Sounds interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, right, moving on to like Desert Rats. We've just done Desert Rat Cromwells yep. and Desert Rat Motor Rifles. You have got a Desert Rat Rifle Company, which is a bit of a spurious term because it's really like, say, the 50th and 51st, um, sorry, the 50th North Rumbian Division, which is nothing to do with Desert Rats. But um, you're basically paying a point less, I think, I was just trying to do the math quick, yeah, well, a point less or two points less than the equivalent platoon. But you become reluctant um, and only counterattack on a four plus. But you're still trained with a three plus assault. You're still careful. You're just a bit more brittle. Hmm. So um, you get a bit more bulk at your force, which you'll need because some were away. Um, it has all the same options, so big six panel platoon, up, lots of universal carriers. It's, yeah, I'm trying to wait up which way to go. I, I think I still prefer the, just the normal confident trained ones, me and war wary. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a lot through reluctant. Full reluctant is definitely yeah. discernibly worse. And like it's not running away, just for getting stuck. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the way that repeat bombardments are. Like you, you basically get one range in with the mortars, you know, your mortars, and then you're stuck there. You can't, you can't dig in as well as you could before being the old, you know because you're now digging in on a four you know so motivate on a five up fail digging on a four up fail oh dear now so you're open yeah yeah hit on fours re-rolling saves they're just going to disintegrate yeah so yeah and there's no real um i was just quick looking for no tile cars to change it as far as i can see it's all relating to there is standard. there's one which you was the instant mode discard this card instantly <laughs> rally all teams Ah, yes, yeah. Which could yeah. be pretty... Where is it? Relentless, no. There's so many cards. <laughs> so cool. I've got missed it again. I was reading it a second ago. Basically, um, discard this card to... I had it. Cautious, not stupid. 43rd Wessex Division. One point... What? Yeah, one point... During the starting step, when rallying pin down units, may discard this card to automatically rally, automatically rally a pin down unit from this formation. Oh, okay, it's not as good as I thought it was. No, but I mean, that can be, it's, it can be quite a game changing thing when you've really got to have a guy rally before next assault comes in or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to take your passes, your um, rally at the starting step. Oh, I yeah. failed. Right. I say one point, it's basically a, it's like a oh, yeah, it's situational, but that one point thing yeah. would be very handy. That kind of force. Yeah, and that's they, they've got pretty much the same selection as the normal rifle platoon, haven't they? Yeah. All right. Which then leads us to the duty, duty support. Yeah, there's lots of nice stuff here. Mm. Um, Come a fair bit. The Daimler's new plastic kit for Daimler. Yeah. I think that's your resin model in the box. You can't really read too much into it, but the new box is basically a pair of da- um, pair of Daimler armor cars, a pair of Dingoes. Oh, nice. Because you have the option of adding an extra dingo to make you make it a four-unit um, platoon. 
the old school ones. And they've got yeah. the Little John adapter. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which um, obviously exchanges no HE for giving a better anti-tank. Anti-tank 8. Woo, fear me. What's that, Panther? Side armour? <laughs> suits you, sir. Well, yeah, but the Panzer Four's not exactly um, happy about that. No, because it's firepower and dropped to five like it did in the last no. edition. So the actual side skirts don't help it oh, this time. Oh, wow. No. Yeah, firepower four up. I didn't yeah, know it used to be a case that the old um, side skirts used to stop um, Little John's. Yeah, you yeah. fail a lot of stuff. Mm. And the actual armour car, car itself, it's it's slow on the tactical speed, only eight inches, but it's mm-hmm. got a decent road dash. Okay of across country at 14. It's an armour one front and side. Crossing the four plus, it's you know it's a, it's it's a standard wheeled armor car really. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got a lot of firepower because it's got that two pounder in it. Well, the two pounder in the Thingo MGs as well. Yeah. If you take the full four, uh, I'm surprised the Dingo's not faster. Yeah. I must admit, I always thought Dingo always thought, thought Dingo's as being quite a little nippy. I think they've stopped doing the thing that had the uh, like the scout car and the jeep. We got stuff in the same unit moving at different rates. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've got to scout the spearhead, so if, you, if you're doing a rifle company, so here's the thing, if you're doing a tank formation, you probably have stewards. If you're doing infantry, you probably have carriers. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of have to want to do with Daimlers, but I, I like them as a support choice for the paras who don't have any of that recce, yeah. who were supported by a Belgian armoured cars and the push to the sign, so it's really kind of cool to use these guys as like Belgians. Well, that'd be nice. Mm. Yeah. That's my plan. So, I am going to be buying a box of this as my one purchase for my British for my British force update. Well, I may have some to sell you. Well, it, depends <laughs> on, it depends how good the plastic kit is. I'm going to have to wait and see how that is. And... Oh, that's true. Is that the ones baby. with two wheels? Well, the ones with the replacement wheels, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Shh. Um... He doesn't know about that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> They're Belgian wheels. It's obviously. Yeah. It's a unique feature. All right, next we've got the um, tank destroyers. Tens. Yeah. Which yep. obviously can be the three-inch version, but Why would for you? a mere two points more, they can also be the 17-pounder version, which is far superior. Yes. The Achilles, isn't it? it um, Achilles is very much a post-war name, but yeah, that's what they eventually got named post-war. They M- were just M-10 called M10Cs. And, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously you're getting an anti-tank 14... Hit. It's still no HE, but hey, so it's a three-inch one. Yeah. It's still that that um, bolted front armor of five, which gives you a decent um, sub pack against some guns. Now, obviously, anything you don't get, what the American ones do, is the old special rules, like the old um, seek and destroy. Yeah. yeah. So you, get, you really have to keep these guys back at long range and just shooting away. Well, these, these guys were literally the raw artillery put, you know. Mm-hmm. Into a tank, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're just using it as a basically a t- alternative to a tow 70 pounder because the 17 pounder is really heavy to move. Yeah, and you're paying a premium, so obviously, at four 17 pounders is 12 points, four M10 17 pounders is 18 points. Yeah, you're paying but... a six point premium for that mobility and armor. They are, they are juicy, though. <laughs> oh, definitely. If I I'm going to be honest, if I'm going to take a 17 pounder, I'm going to take the self propel version. I'm going to find the points to do it because the 17 pounder is great, but it, it's very easy to just put it down and then be outflanked because, you know, it's yeah. it's still a a static gun. You've got no tactical speed. Yeah, no more slow traverse, no mm-hmm. more 
I mean, you are a top armor zero, but yeah. Yeah. You are front armor five now, though. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah, been bumped up. Yeah. So normal seventeen pounders, amazing massive big gun on a big base. What, what, what's not to love? Apart from <laughs> the, the zero tactical speed and the inability to blitz. Yeah, and forward. Yeah. And forward fire. In- you can't ambush within sixteen. Yeah, the six up cross. Ooh-hoo. Yeah, I think I think if you're going to be taking something pounds, you probably want to, unless you like say again, stick it to historical force, which didn't because obviously those M10 17s were everywhere. Yeah. Um, then I think the choice is definitely going to be the subpar version. And then the bully boys, the funnies, yes. Crocodile flame tank platoon. <laughs> <laughs> Seven points a tank. Of but, just, but what are seven points? <laughs> what are seven <laughs> points? Yeah, just yeah, not today, Adolf. Rate of fire Look six flamethrower at six inches. Mm-hmm. He's still your sixty-five millimeter. He's and still, still got seventy-five mil on top. Rate of fire yep. two, tank ten, three up firepower with smoke still. With front armor eleven. Oh my gosh. Now, interesting note: you don't have to break off, but you are count attack six, so you probably will do. Yeah. Um, you still because it's a fuel trailer, you still get a nice thing of being protect ammo free. Plus, you don't care about the fact your fuel is there, so it's not in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you can't can capture or contest objectives. Yeah, your top armor is slightly reduced at top armor one because. Oh, of... noted. Did not notice that. Yeah. Why can't you capture and contest objectives? Was that? Is it? Where does it say that? It doesn't say. Oh, didn't it? Nope. What's flame trade? What's flame traders do? I think that's in flame traders. Let me have a look. Flip, 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 flip. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. It's loading. Uh, Flame traders. Flame tanks cannot charge into contact. Cannot hold objectives. Yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. Okay. So they can clear stuff off it, but they can't take it. Yeah. That's interesting because that's a big investment in points, and there's something in your army that can neither hold your own objective nor take the opponent's. Yeah, pretty much but... has always been. They've always had that thing of not being able to... Um, yeah, it's not there for I, I Just, yeah, it's an interesting uh, addition. It's the yeah. 18 dice, Duncan. Mm. It's rolling up no, I know. All, those, all those beach bums and going, oh, hi, guys, you've got Panzerfaust. How cute. Burn. Yeah, because it's, it's eight side armour as well, so you can't even stop it with a Panzerfaust. Well, you can. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Punch fast eight, take twelve, aren't they? Yeah, so I know, but it's, it's not exactly it? reliable. No, no we, we've got a chance. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of points, but if you're uh, an infantry platoon's pun, they go on the on the offensive. It's mm-hmm. pretty much a must buy. Well, it's the, it, it's going to stop those infantry lists. I mean, my the the mid war, not mid war. The Fortress Europe ones were pretty similar, although they did have slightly better front armour because they had the old carryover. Mm. And two of them were absolutely fantastic at stopping Brit Paras and Russian infantry. It was just... It gets over the whole, oh, you've got your infantry platoon in that building and stopping me from moving my tanks past. Well, let me deal with that. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know how you actually take those out. I suppose... Uh, well, artillery because so Topo One has got a chance. Flank yeah. and assault. Yeah, flank shots. So, so I'm at eight. He's still got a Vegas shot yeah. on the side. 
because mm. now forward forward the the sidearm was a lot easier to get because you have to get just some part of your base past it. And the flamethrower in self-defense fire is only forward firing, which is why you need to have three of them and one behind to cover the front two with the flamethrower and defensive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. next, the next one is the Avery assault section. Yeah. Now, so I'm going to mention first. It's a couple of command cards here, but really tie into this. And it's my favourite command card, Avery assault bridge, <laughs> because. So what? So the actual card itself, one point. Um, whilst this card is face up, you, you cannot shoot or assault. You may deploy this card at the end of any movement step by turning it over. On the other side, it's got a picture of an assault bridge. And it's, it, you just, just lay it down and then you cross over from there. Oh, that's and cool. It's really cool. It's my favourite use of the command card so far, by far. Yeah, this card becomes a bridge that can be used to cross a seawall, creek, stream or river covered by this card at tactical or terrain dash speed yeah so obviously seawalls are normally impassable tanks and that yeah. puts you through that minefield covered anti-tank gun covered gap in the seawall whereas this thing lets you bypass that which could be very handy yeah that could, that's mm. and how many points is that uh it's a one point upgrade yeah nothing well eight point unit it's nothing at all hmm um, obviously, we discussed how fierce the petard is now. It is, like you say, it's going to mess, mess things up. It's only a tank once. The tank is not going to be messing around with tanks too much, but that's not really its job. No, it's not its job at all, is it? No. It was 18 kilograms of explosive. <laughs> yeah. Or 40 pounds yeah. in old money. Yeah, it's just like the older um, Churchill Hulse. It's only front armor 9 rather than the front armor 11 crocodile. But hey, front armor 9 is still more than enough. You're confident, you're veteran, which is important to realise, and you're careful. But you have got, like, um, you, you can't assault, uh, really. You assault 5+, plus, can't attack 5+. Plus. Uh. But hey, you're just wheeling up to, like, an enemy fortification. You put down your artillery bomb, your artillery market, and you just wipe everything out underneath it. <laughs> <clears throat> and you just, you've just done that while moving 8 inches forward, because you can yeah. So again, it's uh, it's great for supporting an infantry an infantry offensive. Um, it hasn't really got the speed to keep up with all tanks, but adding eight points, it might be worth squeezing it into a tank force just to deal with like you know tank tunes that kind of eight tank guns that kind of thing. Yeah. Eight points, it's not a huge investment. No, so they look cool. They do look cool. They do look cool. I love I love it as a miniature. Yeah, that's the centaurs. Um. Centaurs, the thing I really want to use more often, except for you look at the points and you go, why, oh, is, this the same, why is this the same cost as Force 2 H's? <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's not fearless, it's not veteran, it hasn't got front armor 7, and it hasn't got anti-tank 10, so why am I paying the same amount of points? <laughs> uh, speed. Not even speed, it's not fast, it's a centaur. <laughs> so not a I know. It's like, Trommel, I low, low, low. I cannot understand why this unit is 20 points for four centaurs. Because it, it's a cool little unit. I want to use it more often, but it's a massive investment in the power force when you already got expensive infantry. Very it's like 16 points, it'd probably be cool though. It just feels like it's four points well, it's too expensive. Four, I was going to say oh. it's four points more than the priest, isn't it? Yeah. The firepower three up? Front yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still 95 millimeters. The gun is gr- it's a great gun. Yeah. I mean, the actual centaur itself is... Uh, it's, 
hard not to like. It's just a lot of points for it. And like I say, it just feels like it's too many points. But um, again, if, it's, if you're doing a force of historical theme, like I'm trying to do my paras, mm-hmm. you kind of just got to try and find the points to put it in because it, yeah. it was one of those things that was everywhere around that project. Uh, and they were good. Mm, and they were good. So like I say, that in our game, it really forced that objective just by pounding away at you. And still being an assault, I'm still fundamentally a tank. I can still move yeah. up and still shoot. Okay, £25. pounder. Not much to say. Still fearless, veteran, careful. Um, still feels like it's two points more expensive than it really should be. Still got to have them in your army because they're still good. They're still yeah, the it's still, it's still good. Yeah. It's, it's not like it's a bad um, option, that's for sure. I think it's definitely, you know, like how you used to see the artillery part British in V3. I don't yeah. think you'll see it this time around in V4. No, because just like twenty-five pounds is just a touch too expensive with the real. Yeah, do it. And I, I think that's that's can only be a good thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they're still perfectly serviceable. Yeah, if I do the British Rifle Force, I still have at least one trooper field in there. Yeah. Right, priest. Um, like I say, these guys are really supporting the likes of the fiftieth when they hit the beach, <clears throat> mainly because the plan was firing on the landing boats on the way in. And then when they when they could land and keep firing on the, on the way in. Um, but again, it's, it's more expensive than a twenty-five pounder because it's got a slightly mm. better gun and mobility. But you can downgrade it for two points to a sexton, which then gives it much a, a better direct fire. Cause you've got rate of fire two rather than rate of fire one. But obviously, yeah. drops down your artillery fire from three plus five power to four plus five power. Yeah, twenty-five pounder, isn't it? But um, yeah, yeah it's, it's the same cost as a twenty-five pounder battery. And I think I, if I'd rather have the sexton, especially when I'm doing something like an armoured formation. Oh yeah. It's nice that not paying a premium for it over a twenty-five pounder. I think there's there's pros and cons for either. You can't yeah. pin a sexton, but likewise, you you can't get taken out with a twenty-five pounder by, you know, something like a Panzerfaust. Yeah. So I suppose it swings, it swings around about. Down to front armor one from front armor three. Yeah, because obviously the, the the Canadians just didn't bother putting as much armor on because hey, it's an artillery piece. Yeah. Then you've yeah. got your Oster, two points yep. AP, Universal Carrier or Sherman AP what? for a point each. What? Why? Why is the Sherman OP and the Universal Carrier OP the same points? I think because the Sherman's only got a machine gun, it's quite low valued, and unfortunately, there's nowhere going less than one point. Um, <coughs> I just, I, you know, front arm six. That, what's that thing with like? Why is the twenty-five, the two-fifty OP the same as the Panzer three OP? It's just like yeah. When when the when the tank is one point, you just got nowhere to go for the non-tank yeah. option. Um. Plus, also, the tank doesn't have assault five up. Oh yeah, huh. it's oh. still can't, it's still can't attack five. But you're right; it can actually wade in and actually <laughs> squish things, squish things before it runs away. Yeah, so unless you really are trying to theme your force, it's it's hard not to say we'll just get the Sherman. And obviously, if you yeah. you've got to choose one of these three options, you can't have an Oster plus the OP. You got to have no, it's one Oster or, one the yeah. Also, you get the machine gun shot as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you got the power machine in the end. Yeah. All right. 
And then we've got a new plastic model for the Bofors, giving you some year-over-year anti-aircraft. Yep. Again, until the end, unless you're going blue and blue, the enemy's got aircraft, it's kind of... Yeah, four points is pretty cheap, you know. Well, three of them, yeah. Yeah. We've got four points to put in there, especially if you've got like a large artillery park. And then we have the sexy, sexy typhoons. <coughs> now, the big thing I found with them, because I've had them both games versus Duncan, is they've gone to trained rather than veteran. Oh. Yeah. So that makes the rockets slightly less useful than they used to be. Now, the rockets themselves are pretty good. They're range 14, so they can keep you, keep you away from locked anti-aircraft. Yep. Yeah. 8 tank 5, 5 power 3 plus, very hard hitting. The problem is, obviously... The way we play was lots of terrain down, so all of a sudden you're ranging on fives. Yeah. Unless the enemies really clumped together, uh, we, we, I was finding I was using the cannons more often than not, because against, against your half tracks, they were more than sufficient. Yeah. And I think even when you were shooting up just infantry, it, it was almost more sense to just get the dice. Yeah. And that feels a bit weird, because it feels like the Typhoon is not using their rockets, it just feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, but then I think the Typhoon rocket thing is a bit oversold sometimes because didn't they use it largely on like um, trains? Targets, and... yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think if I, the Typhoons generally carry bombs more than they carry rockets, but yeah. It's a bit of a weird one. But I, I, I used them, I found them um, very useful, like say against the soft targets. I think I killed quite a few things against your force in the first game. With a yeah, light fight, made them less useful in the second game, but... At eight points, it's not expensive air support either. It's um, it's not as massive a massive consumption of points as it used to be. I think back in the old days. Yeah. Oh no. They think... used to be priority typhoons. They used to really come in. I think definitely with the, the the Americans and the British, that the air support you can add in is is not a no brainer, but it's certainly very effect cost effective for what it's doing. I'd like to say for the powers and that, it's um, really quite nice. Yeah. Supply sports. And there we are. That's... Oh, one last thing meant to mention is the 4.2 inch uh, mortar, which is um, a command card. And it obviously gives you extra mortar um, as a support option. That's okay. 8 tank 2, 5 power 3 plus, slightly longer range at 48 inches. It's not a bad little thing. Was the, is, the, is the Polish in the... Yeah, they are. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We haven't mentioned all the command cards. Um, mm. There's a few other things like Breaching Group, which lets you take a, basically an army of Shermans, Avries, and Crocodiles. Um, like I say, you've got the um, SAS Paras, which is uh, like two para platoons, and then up to four resistance platoons, which are one of the other commands in here. And the actual S and the actual powers themselves hit on twos in they become veterans hit on twos and not onto SMGs. So it's one of those things I might play around with as an alternative, get some resistance, guys. You can yeah. give your Sherman DD tanks mind flails for a yep. point. Which is a every card. Yeah. You can take crocodiles. Yeah. Yep. For a point. So there is an American card in this pack. Yep. The 29th Infantry Division to use uh, Crocodile Flame Tanks as support. Oh, yep. I play 29th for my American Force, so I might do that. But it's, it's kind of cool that cards, and it's one American card, and you can just, if you've got an American buddy, you can just give them the card and you buy a British pack. Yeah. Um, that is cool. Uh, yeah. There's another card worth mentioning is French Resistance Raid, which for two points lets you um, force your opponent 
to um, re-roll their um, reserves roll, which when I took it, I never used because Duncan's rolls were always so appalling, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no using it, helping yeah. out, yeah. <clears throat> I don't Naval think I got more than one. Dun, dun, dun. It's, a, it's, it's like the American one. It's a 10 point 12. 12 points. 12 points. Yeah, it's basically like a, a 105 battery that can't repeat fire. That you get on oh. 5 up. And it only comes in a 5 plus, yeah. It's, it's kind of hard. It's Yeah, so on a 5 up, so each cheating step, choose a formation HQ team or observer to request naval gunfire for bombardment. On a 5-up, they may spot for a 4-gun naval gunfire bombardment using their own skill rating, the following weapon stats. Range unlimited, rate of fire artillery, anti-tank 4, automatic mm, okay. fire power. So it can really break up those heavy tanks, that kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. So you add an Oster, that's 14 points. Oh, also importantly, remove the range in mark of this bombardment at the end of the shooting step. So you yeah, can never repeat. repeat. Yeah. And you've got what else? And you've got to call it in every turn. Mm-hmm. So you've got to roll it on the fly pass. Mm-hmm. It's a hard one to recommend. I'm sure it's one of those things that might come up occasionally. That's... It's going to be one of those things. There's going to be stories around, isn't there? Because it'll happen so infrequently. It'll, when it happens, it will just gut something. Yeah. But it's not as overpowering as it was back in version 3 no. days, that's for sure. No. It's not an auto include, but it is quite. Oh, nice. no, no, no. Well, is it nice? It's 12 points. I mean, it's 10% of your total force that's not even contributing a unit on the table. Yeah, that means you can't get killed. Mm, yeah. It also means it can't killed. hold objectives and stuff. No, I know. I know. Yeah. It's a nice flavour thing that you can put in there for your D-Day missions. Yeah, that's true. Another card worth mentioning is the 50 cal carrier, which gives you an AA 50 cal as well, your carriers. What? Cool. Oh, a replacement of the MGs. So, this, <laughs> you, you have a carrier in this patrol, um, lose a normal MG, but gain the 50 cal AA self defense A rule. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Because 50 cal's are five up uh, firepower, aren't they? Four up firepower, yeah. You used to go hunting martyrs in my, my ones. Mm, no, they're five up. I think. I'm pretty sure they're five up. Oh, five, sorry. Eight tank, four firepower, five. My mistake. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. I was like, oh my god. Five, four five, five, uh, for your normal Sherman armored squadrons, you can take uh, the dedicated AA card where Sherman tanks in this formation lose their normal MG weapons and gain the following weapons for one point per unit. But basically, they all have 50 cows. So instead of removing them, some units like the 13th and 18th Hussars kept them. Yeah. Hmm. You, you basically put the 50 cows back on. Back on, yeah. Hmm, cool. There's so there much is... stuff in there. Every time I look at this, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, there you go. That's um, We'll talk about the Bokash rules on another podcast, I think, because we're running sort of a few other things to cover. But it's quite interesting. Um, there's a few like, new missions, and we'll go into them in detail in the next podcast, I think. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. So, overall... So overall, I, my opinion has improved since I first read it because I, I think I was knee-jerk reacting to lack of veteran and I look at it, actually, actually you're not really losing that much or gaming. Things are cheaper. Um, there are a few little weird typos in the command cards, but um, overall, it's a pretty, it's, a, it's an okay book. I say if it, if it, 
it's just, it's just you, you can't help but compare it to the American book and go, why well, the American Paris veteran? These aren't. But the way I look yeah. at it goes, actually, my powers are cheaper and probably just as effective. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, all right, the Americans get proper veteran armor, but we will take the trained armor because the veteran armor is too expensive. So, yes. Yeah. So, and in a way, actually, I look at it going, actually, the Americans are somewhat hampered by being, by having the veterans on these things. So, hey, yeah. Stuff you never use, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, actually, I, I come away from it going, okay, actually, I... If I look at this book in isolation, I really like it. If I look at the book overall, I still kind of, I still like it anyway. It's just like I kind of wish they fought the war was through when they're doing the Americans and made the Americans the same in some ways. Just so you didn't have that kind of false comparison going on. Yeah, I see what um, you mean. Yeah, I would say it'd be nice if stuff like the Tetrarch had made it in. It might yeah. come back as an online thing. I'm hoping it gets mentioned in the flavor text at one point. So I really hope it does come back. Um, Challengers hopefully will come back in the next late late war book where they really should belong. I know they did appear in Normandy, but like one it, or two, right? Exactly. It was. It's not quite enough. And the same with the Sexton. I hope we'll see a plastic Sexton in the late late war book. And well, there we go. Yeah. Mm. I, I I have no idea if that's going to be a case. I don't work for Battlefront. I'm not going to say we will get a plastic yeah. Sexton, but it'd be cool if they did because it was like you know far more far more common for the twenty five um, when the priest was in the British use. Do you want to say we're going to get a, a plastic sexing kit, Eddie? <laughs> what? Do you want to say categorically you're going to get a plastic sexing kit? Absolutely, yeah. 100% <laughs> guaranteed, seal of approval, there's going to be a plastic sexing kit. So, because yep. I mean, when you look at Late Late War, what's going to, what's going to be a, the releases for Late Late War? Obviously, Comet comes back. Yeah. And what else do you have? It's like, there's nothing, land mattress, plastic land mattress? That seems so <laughs> Over specialized. Well, uh, that's the thing. That, that's, you know, there's not a whole sort of damers, maybe. I mean, but like, yeah. so you can't say a, a plastic sexton kind of makes sense for that. A yeah. plastic challenges prayer step because it's a one per troop. You never get yeah. to keep your plat- your tooling costs back. So I suspect that'd be a resin model because you can't. Did, was yeah, the chassis yeah. different to a? Yeah, so it's a stretched chassis compared to a normal Cromwell. Yeah, but you just do that as a, a resin. Yeah, the resin box of two, yeah. and you add those into the platoon. Done. It's done. Easy. It's, it's entirely doable. I think that's what had it. Yeah, it, it, you know, they've not stopped resin and metal models. They're just doing it where it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, think we'll see that come back later. I think the ma- everything you expect to be in. A D-Day book, especially a D-Book looking at the first couple of weeks of D-Day, is here. Yeah. I think the book trying to say it does market garden is a bit of a stretch, but the powers would work. Obviously, the Lent Farmers would still work. Desert Rats kind of work, but they got challenges by then. Um, just look at it basically as, like say, post-breakout Normandy, and it's, it's a perfectly adequate book for that. I'm trying I'm, I'm, I, you. you set me off now I'm trying to think now of exactly what would be in the late late war book and I'm SES Jeep. I'm hoping SES Jeeps because I've got a whole bunch of those I really want to come back Staghound <laughs> Staghound oh I would love a plastic Staghound I've this might be my thing What I love a plastic Staghound kit I'm just thinking that, that that's something that would be in Market Garden but wouldn't be in D-Day yes yeah. so there is a card here for a date for um a Daimler Armoured Recce Squadron, the armoured cars, yeah. and the HQ is two Daimlers, when it should be two Stackhounds, because they use Stackhounds for their um, squadron HQs. 
but obviously that'd be the only time the stag hound would appear in the entire book so i can't i can't understand why they kind of got with daimlers but yeah it's not it's not the correct as it were can, can but, i just point out that that you were a one minute trying to you know wrap up the book and now you're frothing about about plastic stack hands yeah <laughs> so yes either way I, so as a long-term brit player i've come around to the book um i i can see now some this is made i i, I i'm not as oh my god what is this book as i was when i first read it i playing the paris yep they're fine the paris worked really well they're still the same as they always used to be um, I need to try out the Eleventh Farmer next and get some sh- um, church was going. But I'm a lot more frothy about it now, having read it, played it, and got a ball with it. So you two guys not being Brit players or being less Brit players will probably have a, a different view. I beg your pardon. My first ever rivalry, I took um, Joe Vandalou's Irish Guard chairman. There you go. I, I take it back. I apologise. There you go. I'm a little bit a little bit sad that Joe Vandalier hasn't made an appearance back in. I'm hoping he gets into the late late war book and they do some of the more market garden stuff in there to fluff it out. Um, They're gonna have to put some. I, I think that's this. This is gonna be interesting to see what they do with market garden now, based on that, because all the units, the formations are kind of here already. So it'd be interesting to see how they yeah. spin that out. Yeah. So what, one of the things I was wondering is whether we might see. An upgrade cut from my god upgrade to Paris to veteran. Obviously, Frost and his lot have been doing like commando style missions. That like you got like a, a hardcore there of like proper veteran Paris, as it were. Hmm. Um, so that might be an interesting commander card for like second para. You upgrade all the Paris to veteran for a plus thing of, of, of a platoon. Um, but yeah. Oh, I've just seen. Oh. There is Richard Pinecoffin card. Yes. Parachute company for Pegasus Bridge. Four points. The formation commander and any unit attached to it pass their counterattack rolls on a two plus. And they hit an assault <laughs> two plus. Mm-hmm. That's pretty harsh. Only, only applies to, to a parapet, not their air landing. But yeah, it makes them very, very fighty. Yes. Yeah, I. I... I think from so I've never played really British. I had that one army, and I don't think I actually rolled any dice on it ever. I painted it, looked at it, and went, "Oh, that's pretty." And then uh, I don't think I actually, <laughs> I don't think I ever played a game, mainly because Luke hadn't got his Germans done by that point, so didn't really have a, a local, uh, you know, opponent. Um, but I, yeah, this it seems like a perfectly rounded book. I mean, it, I like the fact that it, it almost emphasises the. British bits of the book, so you know the the Shermans are great, but they're not American Shermans. Yeah, um, if that makes sense. So, you know, the, the Churchill stand out a bit better for me, and the, the Cromwells as an alternative. You know, you got a bit more variety in the armor, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, the infantry is perfectly serviceable. I think it's it'll be interesting to see it in action. I, I I really I think some of this stuff is it, you need to play it. You definitely need to play it. You know, you can you can um, list Dojo it all you like, but until you get it on the tabletop and start rolling yeah. some dice and see actually how it responds. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I I know people were saying the beach bombs were a bit were awesome from the get go, but I was a bit un you know unfazed if you like. And then having played them, absolutely fine. Um, you know, they actually they've got a real sense about them, and I think that the rifle companies will do that and and stuff like that. So I. I 
think it's yeah, it's a solid book again. I think the problem you've got, like you said, Lee, is that um, it's not in a vacuum. If it was in a vacuum, if this had come out first before the Americans, you'd have been probably have a different mindset initially. Yeah. It's just taken a little while to come around to it. Yeah, as I say, you can't help but compare it to the American book, but in some ways, having now compared to the American book, I feel like the Americans have probably come off worse. Than hamstrung, yeah. yeah. Because, okay. like I say, we, 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 we got the important bit of veterancy. The bit where we say about being veteran is about the four plus to hit. Be, yes. That's the, we get, and we get that bit, we're cautious. So. I think that's, that is something we're going to have to stop talking in terms of is veteran training. Yeah all that kind of stuff because we, we're way beyond that now we've moved it's a free step thing we have to, we have to put in the cautious yeah. aggressive that kind of thing in there, yeah. absolutely cool should we head on to officers and officer answers yeah. yes Let's blitz through these there's a lot of them we've actually already covered so Fred Oz asked how is Carivery rather cheekily he should know he won the whole thing but no it's fantastic I yeah it was a, I think it was a French one too actually Oh really? Yeah. Oh, really? Um, the, oh, the chap I played with the um, Beach Defenders Company um, oh, cool. came second in the end. Uh, yeah, which he deserved it. It's fantastic playing. It was a great, great event. So definitely, if you can make, if you listen to this and you anywhere near the Midlands next February, definitely sign up to Carivery. Um Alex Scott asks another question: What were your thoughts on the fact that D-Day Paras are only fearless trained? The US and Germans get a fearless veteran, which gives them solid elite infantry. I worry Brit, Brit paralysts won't be as good or as fun to play as elite infantry. Well, I think we've just exclusively answered that, extensively answered that. Yeah. In that they are still, you know, you can't think in terms of fearless vet or fearless trained anymore. They're, yeah, they're still hit on fours, which is the important bit, really, for infantry. And they still hit on fours yeah. in the assault. And they still, yeah, they infantry. still punch you in the, in the face pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Luke Daly asks... Do you think Soviet naval infantry will get rules? I was trying to work out if you meant for Team Yankee or for um, oh, Flame, or for yeah. Flames of War. I presume Team Yankee, but because um, I mean, the Flames for Flames of War, it could be command card. So I, I'm trying to think if they've done it already. If not, I don't see why they couldn't do it. I think they did it for mid-war. I think yes, thanks. I, I thought I'd yeah. seen it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in the the first book that came out. The, so not Red Banner, Enemy at the Gates. I think it's in yeah. there. I mean, for Team Yankee, it's like um, I really like him to do like a book that dealt with, like, say, the, the Marine forces. But the problem yeah. you got is this whole thing about not doing dismat yeah, like yeah, Force. gun teams and mortars and that kind of thing. Now, Soviet Navy infantry are still fairly mechanized. They could probably still do it because they have like BTRs. T-55s with active armour kind of thing but it's just like is there enough of a differential Um, because what you end up with is a mechanised force like Afghanistan style stats yeah Uh, which is going to be cool Uh, I really like to see them I can't see it being a high priority and like I say it went up this thing where the Team Yankee on our heads is sometimes better than the Team Yankee on the table yeah but um, let's just see I'd, li- I'd, like, I'd like to see, like, say, a book that dealt with Royal Marines, um, Dutch Marines, and like naval infantry. Right. But like I say it might just be in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Tempest asked, "Why did Sextons get left out? They didn't. They're just a command card, and there's no current Battlefront model. So why would they put them in the book? 
yeah, we've got the road resin model. Like I say, I'm, I think we might see it come round with the late next book. Um, yeah. Rafael Antonio Rodriguez asks, what are some of your thoughts on underpowered units and ways to get them on the tabletop in regards to vehicles or units that don't see a lot of playtime? This gets back to the old argument about doing a Games Workshop style um, living points thing. So you just, yeah. every year you review the points and if something's not appearing on the table, you put the points down and see if it appears on the table. Yeah. It really starts appearing on the table, you put the points back up. I, even outside I, of that, even outside of that, I think sometimes you just got to play this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, and it's, so, and it's a, yeah. Well, it's like Eddie's M12, M12s. You know, they're expensive on paper, but you got to have the right list to put them in. Mm-hmm. And maybe, think, maybe that's some of it as well. I think as well, it, it's a his. You know, as much as it's trying to be a tournament balanced war game, it's also a historical war game. So there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I want to play this particular unit. So that featured in this particular type of battle because that's what they were suited for. So let's play that particular type of mission against a particular type of defense force. You know, right? Yeah. You know, set it up so that they get their chance to shine when they wouldn't necessarily do it in just standard open play. I worry against the whole, you know, doing a pointless kind of balancing thing year on year mm-hmm. because that actually takes quite a lot of work not to completely mess it up. Yeah, and you like to say, Games Workshop it, do mess it up. So. The, the polite <laughs> thing I can say is it doesn't play to any of Battlefield's... Um, Battlefront, sorry. Battlefront's strong points. Yes. That's the, the political answer. I like, I, like, I like the phrasing. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I, I, I know the Bond Shop guys are going to start are experimenting the idea of doing yeah. like, um, some, some stuff like that. And that might be interesting to see because those guys have got a lot of experience of what they're seeing on the tournaments that kind of thing so yeah. we'll see Simon Pearson asks what are your feelings about the Team Yankee Brit launch with none of the new models released yet well I know Simon if we stopped playing the fancy stuff like Warriors in 1985 you wouldn't have to worry about it oh yeah. shots no, sorry. so I should say Simon is one of my regular opponents and, uh, <laughs> so. um, hey ultimately it's a small company occasionally these things don't line up especially getting stuff off customs and that kind of thing so yeah i mean it's, I, it's annoying but i've got to say we said it before as well at this point who who's who's the one who should, you know who should be trusting their expectations yeah. as much as as much as we love love battlefront they're, they're doing a massive thing with not a lot of you know oomph behind it and sometimes even the best companies can't release stuff on time mm-hmm. you know Hey, like I say, most times against worship, I had to delay a thing. It doesn't happen. It's not often, but it does happen. It's like, yeah, no, exactly. So, Craig Yogan, Yogan, uh, asks Tetrarchs as an armored squadron, recce squadron in the same format as online-only style twenty-first Panzer? Question mark. I just want I, these cute flying tanks. I want to believe. <laughs> yes, if you build it, they will come, Craig. So I'm. I'm going to give it a couple of weeks, and if nothing really emerges on the, on the battlefront, I'm going to do a quick card myself put on the battlefront web on, the, on our breakthrough, just so I can play around with it in Brighton, and we'll see what happens with it. Nice. Um, and like I say, it might just be a unit card to start off with, because they got a unit painted. They've got the whole rest of it. I've got a painting, so they might just be going straight in the bin at this rate. Um, but let's just see. Like I say, the 21st Panzer we knew was coming. We haven't seen that indication on 6AARR. 
Um, so it's best to control your expectations is, and just see if we get a unit card out first and then we'll go from there. Is there any good analogue you could sort of sub them in for temporarily? So the, day, the closest you've got is a Daimler Armour car um, platoon. Okay. Um, but obviously that's two Daimlers and a, and, a, and, a, and a Dingo and the Dingo doesn't really have doesn't really fit in with the tech but tech rock itself is a daimler turret on a sh- on a, t- on a track chassis mm-hmm. so you got, so it's not far off in terms of the gun armor that kind of thing it's not one box I mean, you could probably you could probably just drop the daimler and increase the cross value to three up yeah for the same points and that would probably make it work right yeah it's, it, yeah that's that's been my starting point for doing a unit card basically is to work out the points cost points per cost of a daimler and then, you know, just put that in and I'm just exchanging road dash for cross-country dash and a better cross. Yeah. Okay. William White asks, do you think everyone is going to start playing Churchills? <laughs> I hope not, because I don't think I've got anything that can take him out reliably. <laughs> <laughs> Please, load God, up no. On, load up on uh, the Flak 88s and the 88 AT guns. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I was going to say start. I everyone was playing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean start? Um, he also asks, I'm excited for defrocked priests. Is he the only one? No, they're cool. They're yeah, a cool unit. I, I like them. It doesn't really fit in with the Lent Farmers, so I can't really use them, but it's, uh, they're cool. Oh, so big shout out to William, because he's currently at, um, I'm trying to find out what tournament he's at. Um, Anzio theme late war tournament in, in the States is wearing one of our t-shirts, the Stug Life t-shirt. <laughs> He says a photo wearing it. So. If, he does, like, if he doesn't win, then it's obviously not the shirt. Well, his first, he's won his first two games, what I've seen. Oh, won his first three games. There you go. So there you are. But wear there a breakthrough t shirt, it will improve your um, battle It'll improve your game, <laughs> game and we, score. And we're basically on a sample, si- a sample size of one, but one. hey. <laughs> <laughs> so big shout out to William White there. Nice, guys. Nice. Uh, Adam Brooker asks, are there going to be options of heavy mortars? Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. And, then, <laughs> done. and are there any special warrior cards that look interesting? They, There actually are. There's about six or seven that we haven't talked about just because there's that many cards. I think there's like 40-something command cards in this pack. Yeah. So there's a ridiculous some, amount. So um, some of the old favourites arrive. It's like um, you've got stat, um Peter Young, um, the commando, Stan Hollis with the rifles. Joe Ekins is a new one. He's the um, guy who allegedly killed um, Whitman. Whitman. So he's he's got a card. Um, I'm trying to think of the Canadian guy as well. It's a Canadian it's guy. Six-pounder six guy, Stan something, isn't it? Oh, that was like a made-up guy. He, he hasn't come back. They've, they've put, out, put one on the bed. Really? Um, oh, though, isn't he? I don't think You've got Stan... Um, Stan Hollis, but he's a real guy. He was um, in 50th on the Tyson Tears Division, I think. Um, and he was basically the guy who took out two HMBG bunkers single-handedly and won the VC. Oh, wow. Okay. That's not the guy I was thinking of, but... No. Think, I know you guys, you're talking about the guy who's been Desert Rat six-pounder. He was like a, a made-up character. They made. Oh, was he? Oh. Yeah. Fake news. Yeah, fake oh. news. You got uh, Major David V. Curry, who I think he's the king guy I'm trying to think of. Um, he can be applied to any Sherman HQ, so DD or normal. And he increases the command range to eight inches, um, which is obviously quite handy if they let you guys spread out a bit more. 
And he rolls two dice to hit instead of one in assaults. So his tank's extra squishy. Extra squishy. Um, nice. Yeah. William A. Scott asks, uh, what would the Belgians look like for Team Yankee? They have a core in West Germany, apparently. Yeah, so it's, they had like um, scorpions and scimitars, that kind of thing. Well, sorry, sorry, scorpions, not sure, scimitars. Um, they have centurions early on as well. Yeah, I think they, yeah. So it would be an interesting force to put in. Obviously, didn't quite make the cut for Free, um, free Nations. They used to release a lot of kit um, that exists already in, in the other lists. Um, I think it'd be one. It'd be one I'd like to see him revisit in like a Free Nations Part Two. that deals with a few more of the other NATO forces, but they probably wouldn't be. You know, play style on that would be very much like a Dutch, but with like more British kit almost. But um, yeah, um, be interesting one to see. Nice. And then Simon Pearson again on the Team Yankee theme for the last question: How do you think challengers will fare against low point packed hordes? So. I think it's like how's look at how's Leopard Two fares, and then it'll be it'll be worse because it hasn't got that mobility that Leopard Two can use to partly mitigate being outnumbered. So it'll be it'll be win big or lose big for Leopard Two, <coughs> for Challenger it'll be win big or lose bigger. Yeah, because I think you got that heavier armor, but the problem is being flanked. So if you can find a way of anchoring your flanks, so you don't lose it, which obviously Brits can do with the infantry to a certain extent. Um, you put your, your infantry forward, the enemy can't get past him because Gal Gustafs will scare off most things that are in bulk. And then your challengers can sit back and just laugh away and just kill everything. Um, I think, obviously, you are, you are relying on, on the infantry and your armour to do the job, whereas, obviously, with sort of like a Leopard 2, you can dance a lot more effectively. And I think that can save them. Is that because everyone's taking a chance? Yeah, take a chance, take a chance. Um, <laughs> so I think you have to play to your strengths. So, like, say, using your infantry as a breakwater to, to stop the enemy outflanking you, but it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to keep them at arm's length, is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. And whereas Leopard 2 keeps them at arm's length by itself by moving around, a challenger can rely, has to rely on its friends to keep everything at arm's length. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Cool. So that is an officer answers. Thank you very much for everyone who put the questions in the Facebook group. Keep an eye out for probably about the same time next month for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, we should probably end up doing a competition or something cool like that for these. Yeah, we should do. Yeah. We should do, but that involves effort and we are minimal impact. And price, um, yeah. Upcoming oh, yeah, events. Uh, we have Budingrad 2020. Uh, the 21st 22nd of March at Battlefield Hobbies in Daventry it's a 110 points mid-war competition with the interesting rules and points tweaks to make it a little bit different um, information for that is on the events forum page on the website for Battlefront um, because that hasn't actually gone away yet um, then breaking news as of a week ago two weeks ago the open day the battlefront open day is the 11th of july up at the nottingham was it the masonic lodge he says i don't don't know can anyone remember it's in nottingham 
It's going to be on the 11th of July. It's a Saturday. Um, hopefully, we will be there again to play a Do fun something. game of those soldiers um, and absolutely trash the painting competition. <laughs> By which I mean, we're not going to win it. We're just going to trash all the models that turn up. Um, yeah, that is events. I'm looking at the time, realising I need to be on a plane in six and a half hours. So, have we lost Lee? Is he still there? Yeah, sorry, Lee's here. I was, um, I was on mute. Oh. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's Cleve Lodge, the open day. Cleve Lodge. There you go. In Nottingham on the Saturday, be the 11th. Day. Be there or be disappointed <clears throat> that you haven't had a chance to play in some awesome games and find about what's going to come out for the whole of next year. Well, Surely be there and be square. Awesome, awesome yeah. bag. Oh, an amazing oh, yeah. bag. That was worth the price of the ticket. More than the price of the ticket we was pay. last year. So. <laughs> That'd be cool. Shall we shoot and scoot him? Yes, let's, let's pull the dice from the bag of doom. Right, get my dice back. Okay, we have... That's easy. Twenty first Panzer. I'm almost oh. dis- disappointed. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, it's always nice to see twenty first Panzer. You just, don't, you just don't get me flailing around trying to work out what I'm looking at. There, <laughs> it's a mental challenge. Is it be there or be twenty first Panzer? Be twenty first Panzer. Ooh. They're veteran, which doesn't matter when I roll a one. So. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Wop, wop, wop. Was that trying to get out of a, a U three hundred four half track? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, just... we've been shot by a boy's anti tank rifle. You've just killed yeah. twelve men. Yeah. <laughs> Which is far more effective than a boy's anti tank rifle as it ever been. Yes. <laughs> just, yeah, just don't smoke and drive. That's why they banned it. <laughs> Uh, the Armoured Train Rifle Podcast you've been listening to with Shoot and Scoop, the Blades of War Podcast and the team of Breakthrough Assault at Cody UK has brought to you by support for Fanfield Hobbies, Dice of War, and the fact that you use true line of sight to and from hills. <laughs> Contentious. Yeah. I've just bought, <laughs> bought, a, bought a box of M12s. You just bought it? Oh, you wanted it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's a buy it now for 20 quid. I was like, all right. Oh. Oh. I, I, I didn't know it was buy it now for 20 quid. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you, were, you were holding back on this because you knew one of us would otherwise go and get it. I can't have I just thought, <laughs> thought, do you know what? Why not? Why not? Because Why not? it's got no armor protection for its own guys. So they have to walk behind me. <laughs> yeah, and it's. <laughs> Just going to be. Uh, oh, I'm thinking about should I should I base them? Should I put them on large bases and then just put the crews behind them? Uh, That's you cool. That's... Never, you'd never fit them in the wood. I, I don't care. I'm not. Mag- I'm, I'm, I'm modelling for this. Take it off. Modelling for disadvantage, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs>